This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. From the broadcast plans and teleport, Speedy. The real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us here on the Rick and Bubba Experience. Still to come, uh, we'll be talking about some of the stories from the weekend. But right now, Bubba, we got to talk weather. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk weather. He's a man with a big weather plan. He's a mighty James fan. He's a mighty good weatherman. He's the man, Rick and Bubba's biggest fan. He's a main weatherman. He's a James Spann, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you, sir? I'm well, fellas. It is a treat to be here. How are you? You know, James. Uh, it's, James, what happened to your background? Yeah, you 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 got your green screen back there, but there's nothing <laughs> on it. Well, Skype is the worst platform in America for doing this because okay. they will not let you route your fancy switcher into this. So really? you have to just use the camera. I can't show my graphics. I can't do anything. That's I, why I we apologize always use Zoom for that. Here. Yeah, so, so Zoom. Is, sorry, we're on. Uh, we're, we're on Skype today okay. because Zoom, uh, it looks like, uh, from Twitter, is having major issues. So we, we had to go with a backup. Well, the Chinese have finally said enough. Mm. Uh, well, one of the, one of the things that, 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 that I didn't know, see, I'd always wondered, on, on something simple, I understand about the conferences and all the different people, why people seem to always go to Zoom now over Skype. So I, you know, me being a big, right. you know, not knowing anything about the tech world. I'm like, well, I thought Skype was, when did we make that move? So that's part of it. So Zoom, Zoom was more friendly for the people wanting to do all that. Yeah, I just thought that meant, you know, for the multiples, I thought if you were just by yourself, right. Skype was just as good. But now Spanish, to know there's some issues. Nope. Uh, Zoom offers you more options uh, as the Chinese grab your information. Uh, so, uh, so James, uh, let's get to it. Uh, you know, when we left you last week, uh, we had uh, two uh, storm systems that had the potential to become hurricanes and maybe even uh, pull off something that's only happened to – twice in the last 100 years of weather. Uh, so update us. Where are we? Okay. Well, we got our tropical twins. First off, we have Marco. And Marco is very ill this morning. It's not doing well. Okay. Uh, Marco overnight just was sheared apart in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, and so the winds continue to decrease. At one point yesterday, Marco briefly was a minimal hurricane in the Gulf, but strong winds out of the south have blown the top of this thing off. So winds are down to 50 miles per hour, and that might be a little generous. It's probably weaker than that. And what's going to happen with Marco, it's mainly going to be a rain producer, and it will be turning left and moving along the Louisiana coast today. So it's just mainly a rainmaker for uh, the central Gulf Coast today. That thing will dissipate around Galveston tomorrow night. So, you know, Marco could create some heavy rain. There might be a brief water spout, maybe a brief isolated tornado somewhere. But (laughs) the bottom line is Marco is not going to have a high impact. The next one probably will, and that's Laura. And don't you know... Don't you know that we should have had Polo instead of Laura? Have you, seen, have you guys seen the petition? Uh, yeah. This, this big petition has got like a half a million signatures now. That's so to change the name of Laura to Polo. Marco Polo! Marco Polo! So, are you, James, are you saying Laura killed Marco off? Uh, you know, no, not really. The, the, what killed Marco was just 
bad conditions. It got into a bad part of town, you know? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like being in a bad part of town after midnight. Just James, don't it, be there. it was so funny to watch you, and you actually said this. Uh, his winds are maybe 50 miles per hour, and I'm probably being generous, as if you didn't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like, you know, it's like, look, I'm probably being generous about this. Marco does it. not have feelings. Let's face it, he's a loser. Yeah, yeah. But, but is this, is this so, somewhat so disappointing in the weather circles? I mean, you don't want life to be lost and damaged, but this was going to be a major event for people who follow, follow weather. Yeah, you know, for, for some of the weather weenies that they really wanted, you know, both to be major hurricanes and why, I don't know. I mean, if you had two major hurricanes back to back coming at like New Orleans, that's a just total disaster. You don't want that. Oh, no. So, well, now I, the, the weather end of time people, man made climate change, they wanted it too. You know, they didn't. Now they've forgotten that it's already happened two other times in the last hundred years. <laughs> yeah. They don't remember that, but they really wanted this so they could jump up and down about it. Yeah. And I, I will say, I think there's a little disappointment. I see in some voices today that this thing did not rapidly intensify approaching the coast because that's a narrative that, you know, they want you to think that every tropical system will rapidly intensify every time it approaches the coast. And that's not true. You know, and, and the water is awfully warm. The, the SSTs, the sea surface temperatures are anomalously warm in the Gulf. But it, that's not all that goes into, you know, hurricane formation and hurricane intensities. It, it, and this thing just encountered this horrible shear, and it sucked in dry air. It ingested dry air for about 12 to 20 hours, and that's going to choke these things off, and that's what happened this time. So, and again, Marco's going to produce rain. If you're in uh, Biloxi or Gulfport or Gulf Shores, you'll have rain at times today. And there might be some flooding issues, but the, the bottom line is that it's just not a big deal. What about well, we got to watch? I'm about hmm. to say, we, let's not get our eye off the ball here because Laura <laughs> is coming up. It's currently over Cuba. And obviously, with the interaction with land, it's going to struggle. But once that thing gets up in the Gulf, the shear should relax and conditions will be more favorable for Laura to reach hurricane strength and maintain hurricane strength. And this one will likely move into the western Louisiana coast, not New Orleans, that's the eastern side, the western side toward Lake Charles. Uh, Wednesday night as a Category 2 hurricane. It might approach major hurricane strength. That's Category 3. So that's going to be the more formidable system. And, you know, one thing about Louisiana, the good thing about Laura, when it comes in like that, most of Louisiana south of Interstate 10, it's swamp. It's marshlands. There's just not a lot there except alligators and stuff. So uh, we, we think that you know, the biggest city that will be affected would be Lake Charles directly. And then the remnant circulation comes up through Arkansas during the day Thursday with heavy rain. So the heaviest rain from Laura, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi. Some locations might receive over five inches of rain. There could be a few isolated tornadoes. And there's going to be some storm surge issues. But again, the bulk of the storm surge issues on that Louisiana coast where you don't have a lot of people there. You don't have tourists there, which is kind of a good thing. And then that will be curving up into the northeast United States, and that will be long gone. And after that, we'll probably have a break for a while. So the greatest concern with Laura, uh, the Louisiana coast, to, uh, Wednesday night of this week, and maybe some flooding for parts of Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Wednesday, Wednesday night, and Thursday. Some folks may be seeing over five inches of rain. And before we go, guys, I, I had to mention this. On this date in 1992, does anybody know what happened? It was a big hurricane. 1992. Oh, I thought you, Greg, you were talking about Pete Rose for Greg, a minute. Hurricane I, I, Andrew. Andrew, mm-hmm. bingo. Greg knows. He's working uh, for the power company then. Right. He, he, was one of, he was one of Andrew's angels. There you go. <laughs> had, had it on his shirt and everything. Yeah, Stayed that, down that there thing about was a month. It, it, This was the day it made landfall in Homestead, Florida, Miami-Dade, wow. south of Miami. Wow. It, you know, 44 people died. I think 65,000 homes were destroyed. It was, a, it was one of four Category 5s 
that hit the United States, Category 5 at the time of landfall. You had Camille in 69, Labor Day in 35, Michael in 2018, and Camille in 1992. And this was the date on this date back in 1992. And then later it came up through the Gulf, hit Florida a couple of days later that caused some damage there. But the storm is not as intense in Louisiana. But uh, notice that was the A storm. That was a very slow season. Uh, you know, we didn't have that many hurricanes. But as we say, all it takes is one. And that was the big one back in 92. James Gregg got to go down and, you know, and, and try to help these people. And, Greg, you, you just told us what it looked like when you got there. It was like a bomb one. There was nothing as far as power lines standing at all where we were at. Nothing. From you start at the sub and just rebuild the whole thing. He said ja- it looked like you had now just had land you want to try to build a community on that nothing was there. James, was you, you kind of pointed to this, but I mean, is there uh, any truth to the fact that if you don't have some of these storms to bleed off the energy, once you do get a big one, it it just it intensifies more? Is it good to have the little pressure releases along the way or does oh, yeah, it matter? Yeah. Like, like for example, these two systems that come through the Gulf of Mexico this week, what they're going to do, the, the, the name of the, uh, what happens is upwelling. It brings up cooler water from below. So instead of this sea surface temperature of like, you know, 85, 86, 88 degrees, it can cool down to like 79 or 80. And that reduces the amount of heat energy for the, the next system that comes through. So having systems like this is a good thing later. But when you've got the A storm and nothing has been churning yeah. up the water, it can be pretty nasty. And Andrew is, uh, again, it was nasty. Like Camille in 69, for those that remember that, it, those are just and, horrific storms that you don't want. And James, too, that being a sea storm. So there wasn't a lot of storms prior to it. Yep, exactly. Good point. Boy, Bubba, what a chime in. Boy, Bubba. You know, I I do weather brains every now and then. (laughs) James, thank you for the update. Appreciate it, James. Thanks, fellas. Have a good day. And don't be self conscious about the green screen. It was fine. Yeah, Yeah. it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. Uh, They're going to cut off uh, if any tables are available, of course, with all the spacing and COVID and all that. You know, nothing we're doing anymore has as many seats as it it would have if this had never happened. Uh, What a great uh, ministry, His Way Way Recovery Center, and uh, getting some... uh, testimonies from people just hearing about us being part of helping them raise some money this thursday night back in huntsville who were incredible hosts this past weekend which we'll talk about that uh so if you would like to be there for that banquet i'll be uh, honored to be the speaker you can get those by going to rickandbubba.com under events all the information is there the cutoff will be tomorrow uh so uh, if you make a move on that if you now think hey i could go to that uh then i'd love to see you there and then of this saturday night the sportsman's banquet in west columbia south carolina Grace Baptist Church uh, will be there, uh, themanchurch.com. We'll have all of our stuff set up and resources, and they'll be implementing that men's discipleship strategy. So Saturday night, looking forward to seeing all of you that are attending uh, that men's event at Grace Baptist Church in West Columbia, South Carolina. So all those can be found at rickandbubba.com under upcoming events. Thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So this past weekend, Bubba, Gridiron Men's Conference. Now, I uh, beautiful I had, Huntsville, Alabama. I had made this is the first time that Huntsville has ever hosted this uh, conference. It's been around about twelve years. 
Tuscaloosa, Alabama has hosted it. Birmingham, Alabama has hosted it the most. Uh, and Huntsville, Alabama hosted it. It normally is on Father's Day weekend. Uh, COVID ruined that. And then, of course, they uh, put it back to this past weekend. Did all the social distancing. Did a really good job with that. I mean, the, the Probe Serena, I guess it probably – and I could, I'm just guessing, and I'm probably way off. But I know it, it seats at least probably – 6,000 people, it looks like to me, maybe more than that. I think it's more than that. Maybe more than that. But anyway, so they, they only allowed uh, 1,500. And, uh, and so that was, uh, and they spread them out, and everybody, you know, wore the mask, and it was great. And we had the, the manchurch.com. And, you know, th- these are these moments right here when you, you got men sitting there singing, uh, and you kind of see how everybody's kind of spread out mm-hmm. uh, all throughout the arena. So uh, we had uh, on Friday night, we had. Uh, 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 Josh Ravis, by the way, found out I've been mispronouncing his name the entire time I've been promoting it. Uh, and I told the, in, in uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida, he was fantastic. David Jeremiah, uh, of course, always fantastic. Love, love he, he's uh, he is uh, he is just to be around and listen to the teachings. Of, and I have like you, Bubba, for a long, long time. Loved hearing him. Charles Billingsley led uh, led worship. Michael W. Smith was in concert. Then on Saturday, uh, Phil Waldrop uh, spoke, uh, followed by Steve Farrar, and uh, then I had the chance to uh, to have the uh, job that nobody wanted, and that's following all these people. And that's and Phil Waldrop has made it pretty clear. I asked him years ago, and I talked about it and got a big laugh. I said years ago when he started moving me to that slot, because I, I, in the early days I wasn't in that slot. And I said, Phil, why in the world, who in the world wants to follow this lineup? And he looked at me just straight, and he said, well, I'm certainly not going to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, okay, so I guess that's on me then. So anyway, some funny stories uh, from the weekend, and there were many, and got to meet. I will tell you this. I don't, I don't know the number, and I could be off, but just from my – because you know, we weren't able to interact like we normally would have. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all very you know, smaller periods of time and everybody with the mask, and that, that's weird because you can't understand what people are saying. You don't know who anybody is. You know, um, and then Charles Billings, he's walking around because he thinks he's got the antibodies like he's all bold. <laughs> but anyway, so um, so the men that I was able to to meet just from what I was keeping up in my mind. And again, I was limited, not as much as I would have been able to in the past. I think they were more men from outside of Huntsville than even from Huntsville. Yeah. I mean, they were men from our audiences all over the place. I met new multiple people from Illinois, from uh, all over Kentucky, from Indiana, uh, from Louisiana, Mississippi, um, and uh, and I'm I'm sure there's some I'm leaving out. I had had uh, one guy just looks at me and uh, from Baton Rouge, you know, and and then there was another guy that came down from Illinois or I, I think or was it Indiana. He said, "Oh yeah," he said, "I drove seven hours," wow. and and I, you know, and I was like, so they they came from all over, and it was a powerful powerful weekend, and hopefully, you know, the indications of, of these men. Uh, that God changed their life. Uh, you know, you hope that's uh, sincere and you see that solidified. But it was a incredible weekend. But when we go somewhere, there's always going to be fun. Oh okay? yeah, Absolutely. and uh, and and just what an honor for me to be able to sit there and listen to these, especially these older guys, and to be to have access to their teaching and and they've just been such great mentors for me and, and especially Steve Farrar, who I've um, I've gotten to know. But Steve Farrar is a man from Texas. I mean, he's a Texas. And he's 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 hard. He's big old rough and tumble yeah, yeah. guy. He, he's hard nosed. He yeah. played a little ball, yeah. you know, and yeah. and uh, so he's that kind of guy. He walks in the room, Greg. It's almost like if our dad had done men's ministry. That's Steve Farrar. Okay. It's like when he walks in the room, everybody's like, "Everybody on your toes here, Steve." <laughs> so straight. So you have these people. So first of all, I'll give you this, and this is you know, hey guys, and so Steve, and I'm standing up, and Steve is always going to have on a pair of jeans and a black shirt. There's I've never seen him anything else. Okay, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Hey, Bubba. Hey, hey guys. 
And 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 he so so anyway, so we're standing there. So Charles Billingsley and I, everybody's terrified of COVID. Okay. And all we do, and everybody's talking about it, and everybody's like, hey, has anybody seen Ferrar? Because Ferrar's going to show up about 20 minutes before he goes on because he doesn't like a bunch of foolishness. You know what I mean? Hey, guys. And so <clears throat> I hear the security guys, anybody got a Ferrar signing? And everybody say, yeah, he said he's on his way, and he just really wish we'd stop calling him. So anyway, so he gets there. I'm talking to Charles Billingsley and walking in with the smallest, most thrown-on mask I've ever seen is Steve Ferrar. And you can tell he's frustrated to have it on. And it's just an old surgical right. mask, whatever, and it's barely on. <clears throat> Look, and all this. So he walks up, and Charles is giving me this thing about him clinging to, to his life in the hospital. Right, and, right. And we're talking about his COVID experience. And now keep in mind, I've texted back and forth a few times with Mr. Farrar, and we've talked, and, you know, we've been talking about, hey, I even gave him, hey, looking forward to seeing you <laughs> and all this. And we've talked a little bit about what we're doing with themanchurch.com. Not once has this ever been brought up. I didn't, as if I was saying – that that uh, that the, you know I need to tie my shoe right in the middle of our conversation. We always say, "Hey guys, yeah, I had the COVID," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And, look, look, and, and and I said, "You you had it? Yeah, I had it." All right, so uh, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna get up, uh, Rick. You you and I was like, "No, but Steve, what?" But uh, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I had it. yeah, a little uh, brain, a little foggy. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, all right, so uh, so I, and look, and, and Sir Charles is sitting looking at me. And he goes. Is he telling me that I'm being a drama queen? <laughs> about, about the, you know, I mean, Ferrar said he had the COVID, like like I was just, yeah, 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 yeah I had COVID, and so um, so I made the mistake in, and uh, and, oh, yeah. uh, and I'll come back and talk about this because you yeah, know socially, it. you know things, and I, I'm so glad you weren't there. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, Speedy, have made it. if you'd been there, if you'd been there, you know, when you have every every friend or acquaintance that we have. No two people are the same. But, yeah, you can take people and kind of put them in little categories. Right, right. Over here's these guys, and here's these guys. And, and you kind of know, you know, what these guys like and, and what, what they what they are open to and what these guys are. But what's bad is when, as we're getting older, I guess everything's up for great, when you forget which category a person's in. Uh-huh. And you treat them as if they're in the category they're not in. Right. And I'll explain that when I came back. It, it led to a terribly awkward moment. And, um, and, and you know, Steve's no nonsense. You know, he, he's, he's no nonsense. Hey, guys, cut your crap. Okay. Hey, we're not called to a spirit of, of fear, period. And we're all sitting there looking around. And, uh, and he also said that the, he invented a new uh, Greek word he calls crap, crap a soap. Oh, I'm just not. making that one up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Stories from the weekend. Allform.com slash Bubba. Allform. Dot com slash Bubba. Uh, this is a this is handmade American made uh, furniture delivered right to your door. If you're looking for a chair, you're looking for a new couch, a sectional, uh, any uh, you know, I've I've got one that I got from allform.com slash Bubba, and I love it. I mean, delivered right to the door. It's all leather. Uh, now you don't have to go leather. I understand. Well, there they go. There's the guys with their leather. Well, okay. Well, I mean, there's other fabrics. And they'll even send you samples of the fabric so you can, uh, you know, see exactly what it looks like. Sometimes pictures don't do justice, and they understand that. Uh, so they'll send it to you. There's no obligation or charge for that. Uh, and all, and how about this? You have a forever warranty. 
a forever warranty, that they'll make sure there's any problem. That's the quality of this furniture, and it's handmade right here in America. Also, don't forget that you have the 100-day uh, uh, trial. Uh, you know, if you, uh, if you have a problem or you don't like it and you don't think it's what you want it to be, that's fine. You'll, you'll get a free full refund and no shipping charge to you, and they'll take it right back. It's really revolutionary. So check them out, allform.com slash Bubba. That URL is going to save you 20% off anything that you buy. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. So so over the weekend, you know, the Gridiron Men's Conference, thanks to everybody that got there. Thanks to Phil Waldrop's ministry uh, for, uh, for trusting us and uh, trusting me with the opportunity to speak there multiple times. Um, it's uh, and, and all these men that uh, I was so glad I was there for the whole thing because I really got a lot out of it. I know it helped me. I hope it helped a lot of other people. But so, and now more than ever, huh? Uh, so the, the more lighter side. So in, in my category of friends, I have, you know, you and I, Bubba, you know, we're warm people. You know, I, I like to think yeah. that I'm warm. Yeah, we'll talk in a minute about how the different types. Not, not like 99 or 100, <laughs> but, you know, 98.6. But you know this, in, in man world, <laughs> there are men and who who are full on embracing huggers. They'll hug. Oh, yeah. 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 And then there's men, that, there's men that they don't, they, yeah. they, they do not right. hug. A little standoff. They're an, yeah. anti-hug and they want a firm handshake and that's it. Right. They might take a fist bump. Right, uh, but they're they're not going to hug you. That's not their thing, and they're very uncomfortable with it. Right. Well, the which wor- brings up a question: Has the handshake died? Will it ever come back? Yeah. But anyway, that's another. Yeah. Topic. Well, I tell you, Ferrar's not done with it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Is he a crush or just crush? Oh right? yes. So anyway, hey guys. So anyway, I made a mistake. First of all, I'm dealing, you know, with there's various men there, and and Charles Billingsley, he is a hugger. Matter of fact, his little body just. It just melts into my arms oh, yeah. when I see him. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. take his little body and I squeeze him. He squeezes me tight, you know. And and so I guess I got caught up in that because Charles and I, you know, spend more time together than anyone else because, you know, he's leading worship. So he's there the entire weekend. You know, he's not a guy that popped in for a little while and then right. he's catching the plane to go to the next place. I mean, he's there the whole weekend, okay? So I guess I just got caught up and, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And, you know, Friday on the show he was cutting up. And he he went and had to get one of his sons from California – to Virginia in a U-Haul and had a flat tire along the way. So he drove across the country. Oh, my goodness. I thought he had already driven home and now had flown in for this. When I saw Charles Billingsley leaving the weekend in a U-Haul, and I started, so he was going to pick him up. Well, no, he'd already got him, and, they, okay. and on the way back, he just had to. He just uh, went to Huntsville and stopped for the conference. I said, Charles, you're in a in U haul. I said, you're in a U haul. He said, when he came here, yeah, he's yes. He said, I still got all around. He says, I still got seven more hours before I'm done with this U haul, and I'm like, what? So, so he has to drive back, and I'm like, so if you follow Charles on social media, you've seen his journey from California. Long way. Wouldn't you love to hear him on the CB radio somewhere? Oh yeah. Hey, what about when you have a flat in it and you got? He said it was four hours. That was four hours waiting on him to come trying to get that today. So anyway, Mm. um, so we're talking about all that kind of stuff. So we're spending time together, and it's all good stuff. And so when Steve Farrar shows up, look, I love Steve Farrar. He's a mentor of mine, and I got excited. To see him, and like an idiot, I went in for a hug, mm. and I, got, I just got confused on the hug people yeah. and the non-hug people. And I was excited, you know, we're finally getting to do something. You know, we've had fifteen mm. men's events canceled, and we're finally getting to do another do one. And I see him, and I just, I just, I mean, he just means so much to me. And uh, and mm. but but you know, he's he's a man's man. 
You know what I mean? Did and he block you or step back? Bubba, all right, let me see. Who can Speedy come here? Oh really? Right, okay. I'll, I'm on, I'm going to be Ferrar, <laughs> all right. and I and I want you to reach out to hug me. Okay? Speedy is in charge of all physical yeah. examples so, here on so, the show. So I know you, we a, got this here. Is it a frontward hug or no, a side? no. All right. So I'm Ferrar, and this is the angle we have. <laughs> right. You right. see where Speedy, Speedy is? is you, uh, and yeah, you're yeah, Ferrar. Yeah. And so I'm wanting Steve to turn to me, throw out your arms to turn to me, and Steve does this, and now approach me. Mm. Oh and, wow! And he, then he, he shook my hand. He didn't turn. He did not he turn. His elbow? He did. How about I, that look I, he gave you? Well, at least he didn't block you. I, hu- I hugged Steve Ferrar's shoulder. Oh no! And and and, it, and he did not hug back. He didn't Ray. say anything. It, it, well, he looked at me like I could tell. He in his mind, he thought to himself, "Didn't know you were a hugger." <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, but right, he said it with a deep voice. See, right there, we're okay. But I'm about to hug him before he goes up to you know about about his. About, as we're about to say goodbye to each other, and um, and 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 I thought oh, so. That's on, so. That's the note I left on. I need to know well, what the last. I need to know oh, what the wow. five seconds Rick, after that so very good. uncomfortable hug went. Of uh, because that's where my mind is now. I'm babbling. You know, now I'm like, like uh, oh, I, 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 I just want to tell you, I was a fantastic because he was. He, Here's your hug. Well, how about this, Steve Ferrar? You're, ne- you're, your hug, you're right? never going to hear Steve Ferrar teach and go. Oh, that was not great. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it was. A, was it, it was a phenomenal message, and I was like, I was excited about it, and and honestly, I was excited to see him. He's kind of like a father figure to me, you mm-hmm. know, and and men's ministry. He's the dean. Look, see, there he is again. You ain't gonna find him without that black shirt and jeans on. <laughs> He's out there next to that wood. That yeah. He probably cut. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Steve Ferrar. You know what I'm talking about? And any a man's man in any field, you say the dean. Yeah, of fill in the blank. He's right. the dean of men's. He's point man. Mm. Okay, and and so how far does he need to 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 meet you in the middle to get any anywhere close to how much you're giving him? I mean, I, have, did you make any I, ground at all? Because I know you probably wish y'all were closer. I do. Okay, I, I, no doubt I do. And uh, and and I've I've only had one time that he's ever called me unprovoked. Okay, okay. and huh. and that was to let me know of a heads up that was not good. But but anyway, uh, yeah, and you know I'd never gotten a call from him, so I'm so excited. And it goes to voicemail, and he's like, "Hey, Rick, Steve, call me." Hmm. And that's <laughs> that it. was it. That's it. Hey, Rick. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, look, uh, got some got some news. You know, and, and so it, and, and that's not important what that was. But uh, bottom line is, he he made it clear that he would be calling me only. When there was no, he had no choice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Was, I mean, it yeah, was yeah. a last resort. Yeah. Look, y'all want to, te- you want, y'all want to be able to text. Oh, is that I, what you? Want? I want Steve Farrar to ask me when we're going fishing. Uh huh. And I, and I, I mean, well, I may have to. You tried to hug him. <laughs> I know. I, and that, Greg, now you're to my point. I think I took all the ground I'd made, and I fell back. I, I think, I think, I now I've gone backward. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's he's getting on the plane. You know, going. Mm. No, Burgess was a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I'm thinking, you know, because. But now, he has encouraged, like the manchurch.com strategy. He'll he'll say things like, See, "This is where you, you know you guys are doing a good job, man," and you know he'll do that. You know, and just clinging on every. But that's about his. That's about yeah. his animated yeah. praises he'll give you, right? I need more, <laughs> and 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 and. and uh, you know, and it's, but, but you're used to like Charles Billingsley. He just bubbles. Oh, Charles Billingsley, yeah, he's just at, bubbling. At one time, yeah. Charles Billingsley, he melts into my arms. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and then he'll give you a little on your back. You know, mm-hmm. oh, matter yeah. of fact, sometimes you have to ask Charles to stop it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I let go. I I told him. And it's like, so great. What, what I think hate, about this, Rick, Steve Ferrara thinks about you the way you just described. Thanks, Charles. Bro. 
Thanks, but that is reality check right there. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I love Charles, though, but you're right. I know how I see Charles. Hmm. You know, like – like. Uh, well, you, you, you love Charles, but you know he's probably not hmm. the guy you're going to ask to go cut wood with. No, you're right. But you, now you Steve were, thinks about you that Charles way. tried, and Charles is doing for me what I try to do with Steve. I noticed this, this week Charles wore a T-shirt and like tried to hip up a kind of a manly jacket. Mm-hmm. and didn't wear the women's clothing he normally does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's trying now to show me, look, look, Rick, and now I'm, I'm like, wait for her. It's like mm-hmm. if, if I said we need a model to take a picture for an ad to model a shirt, you think Charles Billings. Oh, yeah. He's, if he's I good. need a cord of wood, I, I think Steve Farrar. Right. You know, and the two are – Oh, yeah. They have, you are one They have a common right. thread, but it is two totally different worlds. Remember my original? I yep. got my categories out of whack. Yep. I, I, I thought I was around huggers, and I forgot Farrar's here. Well, you so tried, to put, for you tried to put a model into a guy that cuts wood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. i tell you one thing. I didn't try to hug David Jeremiah. No. You know not to do that. No, sir. I knew better than that. Did I hug Josh Ravis? Yes. And he loved it. <laughs> I was going to ask about some other hugging, but I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, did, I hug Mike, did I hug Michael W. Smith? Didn't want to break him. <laughs> that's that's oh. a lean guy. Hey, Smitty. He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Very, do you know he has 16 grandchildren now? What? That's I mean, not amazing. If anybody wants to do an, uh, hey, I'm getting old check, Michael W. Smith has 16 grandchildren. <laughs> Good gracious. Wow. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Yeah, that that hit everybody here. I noticed. I should have. I should have maybe yeah. give you all a heads up what I was about to say. Well, so I just want to. But I think I'm okay. Well, are and, you calling yourself though? I mean, because I yeah. know just a mistake. It you, was just a mistake. Have you followed up Gridiron with the text to see? I did. I did. What What did it say? Well, you knew I did. So I, I know. Was it? Hey, hey, man, great to see you. Sergeant I'm in there. Get, I'm in there getting ready for go to church, and all I can think about is I got a text. <laughs> Hey Steve, I'm thinking about a chainsaw. You got any uh, any options? You think would be yeah. good for so, me? So, so I said to Steve, "What an honor and a pleasure always to hear God speak through your teaching." I was just out cutting wood this morning, <laughs> and I'm thankful for your influence on my walk with Christ. When gave him an update of how many men uh, uh, stood up publicly and and repented, declared they were repenting of sin and following Jesus, and uh, I said, "Please, I uh, hope you have an incredible Lord's Day." It was good to see you and always to serve alongside you. <coughs> Sorry for the hug. Did you put that in? I didn't put that in there. <laughs> oh, okay. Rick, that's a little wordy for him. It was. Yeah. Got, I got, How about I got, this? I got, Love you, I, man. You did a great job this weekend. You're right. I got back from him. <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> and I'll cling to those words. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, so that's uh, that was some awkward moment there. See, like in the in football world, Steve Ferrar is the offensive line coach. Yes. Steve Billingsley is the color man on the broadcast. Or Charles Billingsley. Who's Charles, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, you're right. There's a lot of names here. Yeah, around. <laughs> yeah you're right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was a good example. I know it was. It was fantastic. You were on fire, too. My brain's foggy. I probably got COVID. Charles' brother, Steve. Up next, waiting on Greg. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is R. Lee Ermey, better known as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. I am listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Two fine, outstanding young American art chargers. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. But you know, Bubba, we talk about, you know. I like that term, hard charger. I do too. I played that hoping for always listening. But uh, the um, <laughs> but you, uh, if you think about it, you know, there's signs of sanctification. You're, you're justified once and then you're sanctified throughout the rest of your life, hopefully. 
uh, and go from spiritual infancy mm-hmm. to spiritual maturity. I think I just noticed another sign of my sanctification process. There was a day everything I just said I would have said about Brett Favre. Now I say it about Steve Farrar. Oh, wow. I've, sh- I've shifted to a much better example. <laughs> um, so uh, so anyway, wow. so then uh, then the weekend, you know, we got to talking about that, and uh, we can take phone calls later. The gridiron went great. Huntsville, you're outstanding host. You're in a, in a tough situation. Everybody I talked to uh, with the gridiron said that Huntsville were just magnificent hosts, and you guys did a great job. Thanks to all of you that came. And it was an honor to be there and hear all of these speakers and musicians and singers and then meet all of you. And thanks to the manchurch.com team, they did a first-class outstanding job uh, plugging people into our strategy and helping people with the resources. And uh, just everybody just did a, a wonderful job. So so I'm, I was coming back and um, got got to take old friend Barry Ryan. Went Barry. With me, said he and I oh, had Barry. Seen, uh, How get, is Barry doing? Good I, man, Bubba, I, I introduced him because I thought this was his time to the men there that, that listened to the show. And it looked like about 95% of the arena listened to the show. So thank you for that. Was That was awesome. And I said, if you like the Rick and Bubba theme, a lot of you know his brother, who wrote it and put it together, and, and his wife, uh, his brother's wife, is the one that does Rick and Bubba in the house. But did you know who do, who does the, the bass part, yeah. the bass line, Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba, Rick ladies and, and Bubba. gentlemen, he's right here. It is the unknown Ron brother, Barry Ryan. He, he is the unknown Ron So brother. he gets up and takes a bow. It was so funny how he does after. And he goes, <laughs> he goes after over. He goes, yeah, I appreciate you introducing me. He goes, spattering of applause. <laughs> Because it's like you see people going, we'll clap for this guy. You know, I love the Ryan family, but Barry is like the one we never get to see enough of. I know. It. Yeah. And, he, and Funny his guy. dry, oh. self-deprecating humor oh, is oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Golly, yeah. it's good. And Greg, yeah, spattering your fault. <laughs> I remember when he used to be slightly aggravated with his son at times. That, oh, that, that, was, was, that was great. So good. You know, well, you know the line I love, and this is a and maybe it's not his original <laughs> line. He's the person I've always heard it from. And it is a great line. It's it's filled with grace, but it makes the point. You'll ask about so and so, and it and it may be, you know, hey, how's so and so doing? Uh, you know, he's working on his testimony. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. He's working on his testimony. Gosh, that's good. That is good. So uh, so anyway, um, and uh, has been uh, has been a uh, uh, with Big Oak Ranch. He and his wife have parented. Wow, in that row, I think he said over fifty six different children. Wow, oh, I know. And he, I know he he just gave up everything mm-hmm. to go and do yep. that, and yep. that's outstanding football amazing, coach. And just felt amazing, called away amazing. from him. Yep. Yep. I mean, what, I mean, he he's uh, he was at the very high level of high school football, and is a great football coach. And he and his wife just felt the call from the Lord, and they answered it. And uh, and you know, we'll, we'll treasures s- in heaven, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so Greg and I had talked. Uh, Remember me, Barry. I just want to cut your grass. <laughs> that's right, Amen. <laughs> so we um. So Greg and I had been talking about, you know, his son, uh, Taylor Burgess, uh, has uh, has now taken a coaching job in, in Birmingham, Alabama, which is really close to the family. He's been five years over in the Atlanta, Georgia area yes. as a football coach. He, he, I always wanted him back close, but then when Ellis was born, I said, you really need to get back close. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt I mean, it. I thought you filling out job applications. <laughs> yeah, was I actually much. did when Ellis was but, born. I mean, I you we were like a bird dog in a company. So, so Greg, uh, Greg was talking to me. Was it Friday? We were talking Thursday. Yeah. Might have been Thursday. Thursday. Friday. And uh, he said, he said, hey, he said, I've actually got uh, some tickets because you know that all the tickets were sold out to the game because they're limiting the crowd and all that. And uh, he said, if you want to go see the game, and the reason why, number one, it's the first game that Taylor has has coached as a high school coach that I would have been able to attend. I never was able to attend the ones in, in Atlanta. 
Uh, it never worked out um, because of some of the things that we had going with our with our family involving the weekends. Um, and so I was excited to see him actually see a team he was coaching and uh, the fact that these two teams that played, uh, that Greg and I and our dad, dad was the coach, Greg and I, we were on the team, when these two teams played each other 38 years ago. Yeah, and that was the last time they've played. And they had never played since then. And that was for the state championship then because at that time they were in the same classification. Right, and now, so these two teams, Greg and I, the high school we attended, Oxford High School, took on Thompson High School again, uh, both of them now state champions last year in in two different divisions. But they played each other as kind of a kickoff high school game, and uh, the, the fact that it made it even more interesting the coach Burgess this time was coaching for Thompson. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so you're like, well, this has got all kinds the grandson, of grandson. So and yeah. our Oxford friends are beating us up. How are you going to pull for Oxford? Oh, we and, and, no, no I wasn't that night. I won't. They're different classifications. Yeah. But as of Friday night, I was pulling for Thompson. Now I will pull for Oxford every game since then and hope they win the whole thing again. Yeah, but you go with the blood, like you said. Yeah, people were asking me that, and I was going to the Thompson side. They're like, hey, well, I said, no, look, I go where the blood is. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, I got to be a Thompson warrior tonight. Does it feel strange? Yes. Y'all don't have to convince us of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, not y'all. We don't have to convince y'all of it. <laughs> There's people that, call, that couldn't believe it. I'm going, right. I know. Some, I mean, but, you know, we do have some people that – I hate to bring up Ron Greenwood again – that that, that won't uh, – that said that they would pull against their own kids. Rick, I think that's a special <laughs> example. I don't yeah, think you Rick, can. I don't even think you can really even put that in the conversation. <laughs> right. But so we'll we'll come back because uh, Speedy got uh, looped into this as well, and so we all. Which I I, I didn't realize, Greg, you were going to be bringing a herd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you I, left I that, wasn't. You kept that from us. Charge of driving. At first, which cost me. At first, I was like, well, why don't we just all go to meet somewhere and ride together? And then uh, you know, because that's that side that Bubba likes to see me improve on a little bit of a social butterfly we'll talk about Bubba's social butterfly I thought and but the whole thing was when I get home from the conference am I gonna man am, am I gonna have what, what it's gonna take and I did I thought you know I was feeling good well, about and it. I, I think said, that was the surprise of the night yeah it, it was the immediate text I got from you yeah that you were already there I'm like I knew the day you would have and yeah. I'm like really so we come back we'll talk about Great. us all trying to attend this game together uh, a very special night for for the family and um kind of a cool deal uh, uh if you follow greg's wife on uh, social media she put up a real cool thing about it with yeah. a picture of dad holding baby taylor yeah, yeah. funny top yeah. of the hour bubba rick and bubba Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bob. Six minutes past the hour. Here we come. 26 and a half years of the Rick and Bubba show. I be Rick. And I be Bubba. Let's go. Welcome to the jungle. So looking back over the weekend, uh, and there's still much uh, to cover coming up. Uh, so we um, talked about uh, the conference this past weekend. Had a great time for all of you that came out. Thanks for that, and thanks for the, some of the follow-up with all that, uh, and excited about some of the things going forward. Uh, and then uh, we went to a high school. First, Bubba, you know, I, uh, I've, 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 I've had a running test. Is it possible, since Greg and I grew up the sons of a coach, and as long as I have been able – before I even knew my left hand from my right, I was going to football games, <laughs> as Greg has. 
And remember I told you that I've been to so many football games through my dad, through my sons, through, you know, other, uh, you know, like every people in our family that have football that I, I noticed that last season that I had reached a point that I didn't think I could go to football games anymore. I thought I thought I was completely burned out. Well, at one point you couldn't even do sports. No, uh, no, uh, no. And I, I have a, I have, I'm yet to make it through a full game, uh, in 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 a while. It's been a long time. So, but this was going to be cool. And so uh, I find out that I talked to Greg. I got on the ground. And I said, Hey, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm man, I'm back. I have plenty of time. I think I'm going to go. I feel fine. <laughs> I've, it's been great. Talked to Sherry about it. Would have liked to see Sherry ask me to stay home a little more. Yeah, uh, it, I really thought Sherry was going to say, "Well, you know, you've been gone all day Friday, and you know, I, and you're just now getting home. It's you know about three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you know, I've just missed you so dang much. I just want to, but I've realized, and my wife's made this very clear, and we are madly in love. If she's got a project going, that I'm nothing but in the way. Yeah, you know, I, she calls Ow. she calls me one big distraction, <laughs> and, uh, and I said, "Don't you ever forget it." <laughs> So anyway, um, so yeah, I know when I'm here, that's all you can think about. You got me on your mind. So anyway, it's always fun to watch her roll her eyes and go back to what she was doing. But anyway, so so I, she's like, oh, that'd be great. Y'all, y'all have a good time. That, that'd be a cool thing. So I said, all right, here we go. And I'm talking to Greg. And at first, this was the first sign of caution. Because, you know, like I said, we've grown up in the football world. You don't just meander over to the field. No, you don't. Right before kickoff. <laughs> you no. got to get there for pregame. Right. And so, oh, yeah, I, so, I, so I say thinking that now because they, you're not selling all the tickets right now and all that, and we have a ticket, I even thought to myself, listen to this, and this is how <laughs> we grew up. I'm only going to get there an hour before kickoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, that's me. That's me rolling in. Like that's not even me. Forty five minutes. To that, that's me saying I'm not all that invested in the teams, but I, I I care about my nephew and I can't wait to watch a a ball game. You know, no game that we were invested in would we be there anything less than an hour before kickoff. Yeah. Oh, I like to be there when the players walk around. Yeah, yeah. And so so I, no show to So I put together yeah. my plan. I'm going to be there an hour before kickoff. Mm-hmm. Rick, so that's just unheard. Of. So I pull into my parking spot and. Uh, had to drive past the old stadium where you and I lost the state championship, Greg, to Thompson, yeah, 38 years ago. Third, first game yep. since then, right, yep. that they played each other. I know. First time these two teams have played each other. You and I have, you know, the last time this happened, me, you, and Dad were only time we were ever on the same team together. Mm-hmm. Dad coaching, you and I on the same team, went to the state championship, got beat. Mm-hmm. So uh, I looked at that stadium where they tried to take 10,000 people and cram them into a stadium that was about 6,000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never played a game where people were actually standing on the sideline with you that and were just watching the game. Baseball bleachers in the end yeah, zone. Yeah, baseball bleachers in the end zone. Uh, so so believe it or not, that's actually – they yeah. did a home-and-home home back in the day. Well, Rick, they've upgraded since, it looks like. Boy, you think? Boy, Thompson High School has got a phenomenal facility <laughs> yeah. all wow. the way around. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, if that's not a motivation to go to a city system, I don't know what is. <laughs> but anyway, so so beautiful and a lot of parking, which I love. Yeah, Bubba, you love that. They, they, you know, I lots, love lots of parking. I love having plenty of parking and th- just you know, some places you go, it's a great stadium, but you got to hang off a cliff yeah, somewhere. Nothing and, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're parking in a bunch of weeds or oh, something. Yeah. You're afraid to go get, get back in your car at night. You know, yeah, everything night. there's first class. So I pull in and I think, well, I'm good. So I check in on baby brother. And I can't believe I, I can't right. believe what I he hated said. To send it back. I couldn't believe what it said. But are you ready for this? This is you're gonna be in shock. <laughs> I'll be there in about thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. I know. I'm like thirty minutes. We had to go by. Lisa was keeping baby Ellis. Thirty and, minutes. And his cousin Nola. We're kicking off at seven, Greg. I'm here at six. <laughs> There's a large group of us leaving from there, and I wasn't driving. 
and I, we either got away with the time. We didn't. I don't know. And then we got hung behind trains on the way there. Why well, no, Greg? Bill Bubba Bussy is uh, no, no, it. no. I, I have no. It's, it's on me. I, that's I, why you go extra early. I'm usually there 45 minutes at the most. I mean, the least. I'm sorry. I'm usually an hour, at least 45 minutes before kickoff. So mm-hmm. I just said, well, I, I got, like to watch the van come in. That's you know? why I kept trying to pressure y'all to go on in. Well, I, Greg, here's what I didn't want. Because I knew well, you. As you say, well, you've got your electronic ticket. Why don't you go on in? And Speedy will be there in a minute. And, uh, so and they I, have electronic tickets? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now you, for high school? You can have either. Both. Yeah, yeah, either one. And so I was like, wow. I was like, I don't. I, if I go in now, I got to. Where are you? Where are you sitting? That's where it. are you? That's I got a whole seat. Right. I got. I got to tell people, hey, I'm saving these. You can't save seats. I knew. COVID nineteen. But I knew yeah. what was happening. So, <laughs> I knew what was happening. And, and we didn't know you were bringing a small army, yeah. Yeah. so uh, we really wouldn't have been able <laughs> yeah. to. Do it. Greg, Greg, I didn't know. We, Greg, I didn't know we'd struggle to make kickoff. <laughs> so anyway, so then Speedy shows up uh-huh. about what 10, 15 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess maybe you're about forty five minutes before kickoff. I am. Yeah, yeah. And so because he, I talked to him earlier in the day. He was so vague on when. Yeah, probably between six and seven. Something like that. So I'm like, well, okay, I'll target maybe six fifteen. Well, when I knew it wasn't just involving me, I didn't know what to say. Well, if it's involving me, I'd say I'll be there an hour before kickoff. You had to bring mm-hmm. a bunch of women, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, a lot of women. It's hard to get them moved towards the stadium. Yeah, I know. So, so anyway, and I was coming from there. I didn't know how long it took to get there from Taylor's house to there. I so that's the other extra time you so got to fill. No you, you, you top in the you top in Thompson High School on your GPS. I should have got in my truck oh. and just left and went on my own. Yeah, I yeah. get it. <laughs> you should just <laughs> handed it off. So now I'm realized why I do. I would like to have a seat. Yeah. I didn't want to save seats, but I'd like to have one. <laughs> and so so we're standing there, and then Speedy now have this one weird moment, which I we ain't brought up. We haven't brought up. It's not even on our list of things to talk about. All right, am I crazy or did we hear the national anthem twice? We did. Greg, we heard, we heard a national anthem about about twenty five well, minutes. I, we we took loved our, it so much the first time we wouldn't play it. We took our hats off and stood in the parking lot, thinking, "Okay, we we need to we need." Oh, I'm hearing it. Are you hearing it? But then we get then, in, then we get in the game. and They play it again. You, you were yeah. so early they were practicing. But here's what I don't I understand, don't and I know y'all were tired of waiting on me. Yeah, but I'm Greg, getting there one hundred percent. And also, I look and there's people directing traffic, and y'all were out there with them. Well, I can explain. I can explain that. We're looking for you, Greg. They were walking down the road like back. Towards the main highway, we, and I was like, "Why are they? Why are had, they not at the gate?" We had been standing there so long; people thought we were part of the event staff. <laughs> I started helping. I started yeah. helping. Okay, yeah. I thought y'all were so impatient; you were trying to walk towards where I was coming from. Well, we, we, no, Greg, <laughs> Speedy and I stood there and we recapped the entire Gridiron Conference. We, yeah, we, we went through everything. We're trying. We're dying, Greg. Yeah, we're dying. Uh, and, 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 and so I'm like, Greg, where and then I've been looking for Big I, Red I, the I whole. Like I've been looking for Big Red the whole time. Your truck, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, he might not be in the truck. <laughs> Little no. did I know you were a backseat driver. Yeah, I was riding. With all of a sudden, awesome! Some SUV comes by. It's like, hey, Speedy, whatever. He's from the backseat. No. Look yeah. now, Speedy. With his glasses on, looking strange. That, that's strange that Greg would give up the wheel. I, just, I don't know who he is. I, I, who, this is this is him being. Well, that vehicle could Papa. fit more people. That, that's that heart growing three sizes. He'll give into anything, <laughs> right? All right, so hey, look. Speedy. I know you, some that, granddads that will drive their truck, and everybody else has to ride. However, right. they, you know, that'll be you talking about what Papa's going to do next time. So anyway, and we. We need to apologize to one guy. Yes. We need to apologize to this guy. Sir, I'm so sorry. And I don't know if you knew. I just, I'm so, so sorry. I know it terrified <laughs> you, and I am so sorry. <laughs> so we're so desperate for Greg, and I'm going to tell you what it was. I thought that was Greg. Did you really? Yeah. So I oh, look, so now you can I, I, the mask. I look up, and I thought, there's Greg, and I start screaming at oh, this guy. Oh, hey, screaming. Hey, hey, And then Speedy, of course, thinks, well, I, we got to join in. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and this guy goes by, and he looks at us like, what in the world? Yeah. And I mean, we're screaming, what are you being? And about halfway through it, 
I realized, oh my gosh, that's not great. Well, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you, this is how much you sold. Yeah. I, I thought you knew him because you were in the middle of, a, of talking about gridiron. And, we were, and all of a sudden, you broke away and yeah, yeah! Yeah, and, I and I mean, and you're I thought screaming it was Greg. and going nuts. And I we, thought it was Greg. And I start raising my hands. Unfortunately, I was way behind that guy. I think sure. I even gave him. Oh, like, Greg, I screamed at that guy. You were so long after that. <laughs> he was Greg, and he left. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. even make. I, I, I get it. Look at that. And, and uh, let me ask you this, Speedy. You went with Atlanta Braves hat. I mean, <laughs> no, that's actually uh, the uh, um, um, the Atlanta Braves hat. old hat. The uh, okay. what, when Tyler played in Alaska, okay, but that it looks was like logo. Yeah, and Speedy, I will say, with that hat on, you've got a strong resemblance to Uncle Duke. Oh yeah, you do. Oh. It's nice. Yeah, yep. it's, I had some. I had somebody uh, not knowing that that was from the Alaska pilots or wherever Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Atlanta Braves. I had somebody mm-hmm. saying that Bob Horner called and wants his hat back. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks just like the old Braves yeah. hat. Well, it's a nice hat. I've just thought. Yeah. Like, so, right? so we we so <laughs> chop I, on here. Greg, how do you make this weight like that? Uh, Rick, it was all on me because I I wasn't in charge and I and there was a lot of moving parts. But I noticed that you kept saying you were come on. Yeah, you kept claiming you were passing the state. Oh yeah, look at that. And then if you miss. Later. Oh, yeah, look you, at that. There yeah, it is. You pulled a speedy back during the softball games. He would tell us that he was closer than he was. I told you I got you, hung by a train. I kept you said, hey, I'm going go past on. that stadium where we lost state championship. And I thought, well, he's one, he, was right he, at that he's one mile away. And then he's not there. I said, you ain't even to it yet. We got in the crowd a little bit. I, I don't know who you are. That was shocking. Yeah, really I messed was. up. That's on me. It was shocking. I know it was your first time to go there, so now you know more. You didn't even park in the right spot. You didn't, by the way. You, you, should, you could have come all the way around. You yeah, could have come, come all the way around. around. No, got out of the car and walked You're going to have to learn the system at the new yeah. school. You were Listen to the guys who work in traffic. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Y'all been there long enough. You were out of control. I did let people through the cones, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So we're back 22 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG, our number. All right, so, um, all right, I knew this was going to happen. I've just got a text from Gerald Cates. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Gerald Cates, uh, Greg's uh, friend from high school and somewhat of a nemesis. He was on the team that night. We were. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he, he was uh, standing over watching us play. How about this? The um, uh, he, was young, he was a what sophomore? Yeah, he yeah. was young. So so anyway, um, the the um, I knew what you meant, but it didn't sound. <laughs> it that did way. sound bad. I thought, well, my goodness! Oh no, no, I, 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 I did mean it that way. I, no, y'all were right. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was raising. I was trying to get a rise out of case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, uh, fired up. But uh, the but now let me tell you what's funny. Is <laughs> we're sorry, Rick. We didn't mean to offend your offense. I know. Uh, don't, 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 don't water don't down short, my sir. Don't water down my offensive statement <laughs> to an old friend that we raise on each other like there's no tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, um, he says Greg has gotten to where he's late everywhere he goes. Oh wow! Well, so you're that true. guy. Well, he you're says, that guy. Greg. We were a little late when we went on the clay shoot the other day. And oh, what, no, he's just so far the other. And way. the guy with the airplane said you're always late. He did. No, he Lee makes. Me and the guy, and the guy, and guy with about the airplane, Lee Hubbard, Greg, 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 Lee Hubbard, Greg, and, Lee Hubbard. Greg and the guy in Texas says sometimes you walk off to the bathroom and get late. <laughs> 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 
Gosh, that was funny. So anyway, so we I'm about to ask so we, about that this weekend. Yeah, so Greg got left. Yeah, left. he did. So so then Speedy and I just now we went from having the pick of our seats mm-hmm. to now we hope we can find one. Yeah, and, and, and I, I got tell you, it well, was, it was a, a social space. Well, it was an awkward moment for me, and you know how I, I don't like those moments. Okay, well, what are you telling me at a football game that people are not spacing properly? Well, you know, I, can't, I, I did this because Rick, I can't even imagine that. A lot of masks. A lot of masks. How about this? Wearing a mask during the game and trying to talk to each other about what's going on during the game. I couldn't understand anything yeah, about it. A lot of things. I was just nodding at y'all. I said, I you know, in a crowd, when people are times. trying to speak loud, you probably are spitting more than normal. You are. You know? but, but my point, I couldn't hear them. But so you, you can't have a conversation about the game and the alignment and I tell that kid right there, he can play. Well, yeah. we saw, you know? saw a lot of players that you'll see on the next level. Yeah, on both, yeah we did. On both teams yeah, are, we did. are loaded with them. Well, yeah. Fun to watch. It, it was, that, that was. And, but, but Speedy and I, because – See, Greg, you're in a bind because you're there tied to blood and mm-hmm. you've brought people with you, mm-hmm. including coaches' wives. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, see, speaking of that, how seat. big was in your group? How many, Greg? Just Gosh. in my particular car, it, it, there was six. Yeah, it had to be six. Yeah, no. Had to be. And then we met some people there. Yeah, and they bogged us down. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, let's go. Greg. We got yeah, Well, there the was an awkward moment. We didn't know who was leading. It's like, who's leading the pack? I know. Here? No, I, I, I tell you, I, that's, you know, most of the time if I'm going to a game that. Like that, I'm better just to go by myself. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, it was it was the first Where game. Picture, then, then everybody from this point, in, the, the, it'll be streamlined a little bit more. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> Rick, you're up there again. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have my pictures right everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> it was fine. It was well. It was, we finally. I, was, wait, I, I Greg, get it. It's I got, on me. I'm just telling you, and I'm not. I love the part when y'all said it was even more offensive when I screamed from the back seat of a of yeah, vehicle. Y'all yeah, yeah. That made it worse. I said he's giving up full control. I thought you were at least driving with that. Riding in the back. He's not even boys' game. So, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> and of course, eventually, like I say, look. Sometimes, you know, everybody. Look, sometimes, what I, do? sometimes I try to lay back and go. Look, guys, I don't want to lead, but I have to. Yeah, because because nobody else will. We just all wandering around. This is a so new, finally I just said, let's go. This is on. a new school for me to go to. I haven't been. This is my first. Game I was trying to shove my, you know, shove my whole normal role. Yeah. This way, Rick, <laughs> I could get to the games in Atlanta and be there an hour ahead, and I couldn't even get to this one. It wasn't even that far. I right? know. And then we like in front but I of say it's because it's new to me. I ain't got it all. I didn't know how you. It's park, almost like you're living on the lake. Well, let, me, let me tell you what you don't do when it's new. Show up twenty minutes before kickoff. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Then you don't walk up. Can I ask something right here? Let's go in this one. I think I figured it out. Lisa wasn't there, was she? She's no, keeping, no, the keeping the baby. Keeping the baby, yeah. That's why. She would have been there to see Taylor early. Oh, yeah, because you know why? That's Especially what Especially this year because he's in the press box. I know he's in the she press wants box. to be there to take pictures of him That's on it. the field during pregame. Can I tell you this, too? I want to apologize to my nephew and Greg's son. <laughs> Because I know he's, of course, you know, we're there so late. I mean, we're them again for some uh, yeah, reason. Yeah, that was a very – But anyway – You uh, heard him practicing. Well, you had to, I, I don't know. No, the PA announcer and everything. Yeah, he like, even told everybody to stand up and do it. We yeah. heard it going well, he was practicing too. I'm sitting there holding my hat They, my they were probably running through pregame, don't you think? Maybe, but it was a little late Bubba, for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, maybe well, like Greg. Yeah, yeah maybe they were running like Greg. They couldn't start. But I want to tell you, I know why we were late, but go ahead. But anyway, so I look up in the press I look up in the press box because I came in rowdy, and I saw Taylor, and he was kind of like, hey, I see y'all okay now i gotta go to yeah. work uncle, uncle yeah. rick i i see y'all yeah and, you know, and we're just like yeah! hey, this, this is my first hey, where the mask go this, hey, is, this, this is this is my first game at my new job I know. Yeah. yeah by yeah. the way he has said to greg 
coaching in a Rick and Bubba market is a different deal than coaching outside the markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you got a few tune in people and some YouTubers over yeah. in Atlanta, yeah. but you ain't got what you got here. <laughs> and he said, You go to work, and you're like, What did they say? Yeah. What did they why say? People, why was everybody look, staring he, at me? He's just lucky that you know he didn't have some sound clip from 20 years ago come through the PA. Oh, you know? no, yeah. that would have been so. Yeah, so, Greg, what are, you, what, what are you saying? <laughs> what, you know why you're like, got, Do you want to talk about it? it? We all met at Taylor's house. Oh, well, shut up. That's it. That would have been the one. Uh-huh. <laughs> what if they played that when they got first down? What, first it, down, it, it, Warriors. Mama, shut up. Uh, y'all please leave that. <laughs> first down, Warriors. Mama, shut up. That's funny. All right, go ahead. Well, y'all, y'all will destroy coaching in high school. I can tell you that. <laughs> we oh, got there, and everybody that. lived it. Yeah. Everybody got there at a good time. We had time if we went ahead and left, but. Baby Ellis was there, and even uh, Kelsey's cousin, who happens to be one of Tyler's best friends from high school. Yeah, great. Girl. Got a little girl, Noah. She, she's about six months older. So they were both there. So we all got to yucking it up with the kids. Okay. And all of a sudden, That's we fine. look and looked hey, at the Rick, clock, and Rick. they said, Well played. No, that, Blame no, it I, on the kids. Who's going to get Kelsey yeah. actually looked at us yeah. and said, We need to go. And we were but, like, Thank you, Kelsey. Buddy, we've already accepted you were late. You're late. good. When, yeah, a wi- when a wife is trying to get everybody on time, I'm going to say yeah, this. I'm going to go this far. Y'all ready? I'm going this far. I think Kelsey was frustrated with Greg. No, I know. I think we she were, felt like they drove. Yeah, huh? Okay, so. we were drawing chalk on the on the cement for a little while. Okay, on the back porch. Mm-hmm. I kind of. Th- I think she felt like y'all got me here too late. My 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 husband's a coach. Yeah. Well, hey, what if Nan had known about a coach's wife getting there that well, night? Well, look, yeah. it was the first game, new place. We'll do better. Now. Well, I got caught in the middle of the Burgess brothers, and I could tell y'all were fighting your inner thoughts because it's at times you were going. You know, we're here for Taylor. We're here for Taylor. Yep. I'm wearing my Warrior colors. Yep. I'm here for Taylor. Right. Oxford just scored. Touchdown! Yeah! And then you yeah. you look around it, it like, weird. wait a minute, what have I just done? It was weird. It was strange. You, you couldn't. It was uncontrollable. You're just, not, you're just not used to not cheering for the black and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that black and gold came out, I heard... Never heard champions played with four people in the band. That was odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the traveling band there. The traveling band that have a lot of folks in it. <laughs> but anyway, but we ended up. Speedy and I ended up leaving before the rain came, and Greg got soaked. I got soaked. <laughs> Great call on my part. It was. I said, "You feel this? We better go." Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866, we be big as the numbers and make our way back. Car Shield. Uh, car Shield, Car Shield, Car Shield. I thought, I thought about this. By the way, I finally got the numbers uh, on Charles Billingsley going to get his son in California. He said that the, when he was hit the Gridiron Men's Conference, he had not been home in nine days. Nine days wow, he'd been working wow. out to California, working his way back. And he talked about, you know, having an issue with a flat tire if he'd been under the car shield. Wouldn't have been a big deal. Mm. 24-7 roadside assistant. But also what? If something happens to the automobile, a, a covered repair, they, they deal directly with the ASC certified mechanic or dealership that you pick, and then they handle everything, and you get a rental car while yours is being repaired. Uh, they have helped over 1 million drivers. They're America's number one auto protection company. And what this is designed for is if your automobile is out of warranty, you can get a protection plan uh, with, uh, with, with carshield.com, and then you get your covered repair handled, and uh, you're not out of pocket for it. Uh, and also don't forget, like I said, about that roadside assistance and also a rental car. If you go to carshield.com and use the code Bubba, you'll see all the protection plans there. Pick out the one that works for you. Get 10% off. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com. 
under the sponsors next time that check engine light goes off it doesn't have to be such a scary experience mm, and it can be so greg we we talked about the game had a great time thank you for um, uh for for uh, inviting us and getting and since you had some yes. extra tickets thinking about us i was glad i was able to come uh had not been i haven't been to a high school football game in uh at least a full year so yeah. it was good <laughs> to go back and to see uh, uh of course you know the beautiful thing about not having any family you know, tied there beyond, you know, the, 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 a nephew is a little different than having a son involved or, or a dad. So you can come there, make an appearance, show your support. And then if it starts to sprinkle, you can leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, out. so I'm, I'm watching that clock and it, it had been a, a long day and because of TV and all that, I mean, we're just now in the third quarter and Boy, it's already TV timeouts drive me. It's crazy. already nine thirty mm-hmm. at night. We've been two and a half hours in and we're still in the third quarter. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, and then what happened? Greg said, Hey, is that a white? That's a raindrop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, uh oh. Speedy pulled the radar. Right? And I was like, because I thought I had felt something and I went, well, that's not rain. Because mm-hmm. it was very I just low. That was somebody, some yeah. COVID patient. It was a, it was yeah. a very low yeah. percentage. Somebody took their mask off. Uh, of rain. It's like, what, 15% or something? It was really low. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, the forecast and, lately ain't oh, worth well, You, you can't this time of year with the heat we're talking about now. And it wasn't that hot at the game, which was fantastic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Because we'd had some rain earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, Bubba and Speedy, if, if it says 15% chance of rain, that does, if you get it, though, it's going to be a flood. It's going to be a flood. So I pulled up. I didn't use a crap app. I used one that's been spam approved. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I pull it up, and I see the radar, and I went, uh-oh. Look, guys, it's come. I saw some yellow and red and all that, and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-oh, we need to – I'm out. And yeah. you and you said, I, I'm out, and I yeah. drafted with you. Yeah, I looked up and said, Well, Greg, y'all made the right call. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. Yes, Greg, honest, I was just that- like, Greg, thank you. It has been a great night, and, man, it's just so good <laughs> to be here. So glad Taylor's back in Birmingham. And, yeah, well, what a great, great. What a great program. <laughs> Looks like they're going to get a big win tonight. And take Out a, of here. And take a sniff of our rump because we're out. <laughs> yeah, you know, the game at that point, you looked like it was pretty much decided, and uh, I don't blame you. And – Typical me, I, you know me. Now, Lisa would have made me if she'd have been with me bring a raincoat or umbrella or both. I'm like, eh, I ain't got to do that. It, I got so wet. <laughs> Are you serious? How hard did it start raining? Oh, oh, no. You know, it'll start sprinkle, sprinkle, drop, 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 drop. And you think, okay, that's okay. Yeah. It looks worse in the lights when you look yeah. at it. It really looks oh, yeah. bad, but it's yeah. not. Oh, and then it hit that high gear where it's like they're just dumping. Put this way. Buckets of water. When we got in the car, the windshield wipers couldn't even handle it. It was that kind of rain. Oh my god! Where you can't even see. So did you sit in it? <laughs> no, no, no. We we got up once the rain started, with about three minutes to go in the game. Did you try to find cover somewhere? I did, and there, there was none. Mm-hmm. And so we said, "Well, let's just go." And I thought, "Golly, the car's a long way away." But we didn't go the way we came in. We did cut through the back, so that helped. Did you think some. about how close you would have been if you yeah, parked in the right? I did when I noticed <laughs> that, on my way out when I saw those parking spaces. Hey, we could have parked here, <laughs> Greg. But next time we're playing something like this, if this is the case, just say. I got no idea when I'm going to be there. I, I, know. I got no idea where everything is. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're sitting. I don't know anything, Rick. I don't know. You, I don't know. Your <laughs> expectations should be disaster. Yeah. And then, and then anything above that, I go, I went so bad. <laughs> you know, but so so did you just stay in the car? Did y'all go ahead and leave? Yeah. Okay. We, 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 the whole stand's emptied at that point. And you wanted yeah. to see Taylor after the game. Yeah, but I didn't know, you know with the COVID thing. I don't know if, you know, how a lot of times they'll gather and you, mm-hmm. they have, I don't know how they do it here. COVID's but, ruined everything. Where. Mm-hmm. In the past, over in Georgia, when the game was over, you actually go on the field and teams out there, and everybody kind of hangs out. But I figured with COVID, that probably wasn't going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So no, no, wet. you're right. Yeah, that, so did you have to sit in the back seat wet? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I'm just wondering. Yeah. You sitting back there all oh, wet, yeah. wet as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Did baby brother That's get a good feeling? I got a little chilly. Hey, turn the air down. <laughs> <laughs> turn the air down. <laughs> Wait, did, you, did your glasses get fogged up? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't see nothing. Greg, let's talk about the fact that we're trying to see the game, but you with a mask on, your, your, your glasses fog up, and then if you pull it up. Where your glasses sit on it, where they won't fog. Yeah. Now your eyes are like this. Yeah. Uh, right. what, what's the guy's name in Jurassic Park? And he and he he's, his glasses are getting all fogged up, and he's trying to. You remember he worked it. He worked and he was like trying to. Uh, oh, Newman. Newman. Yeah, Newman. From there you go. Newman yeah. from Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm picturing you yeah. right now. Well, they, was, get your... they were very fogged, and then, like I said, they, the rain was falling so hard, and I was nowhere near the car, not even mm. close. Yeah. You know what you do? You go. I'm just wet. I'm just gonna be wet. I accept it. I'm accepting. I'm wet. I'm, wet. I'm gonna be wet. It's wet now. At this point, don't matter how wet I get. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had to. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, every, you saw both sides just. Everybody yeah. took off. And of course, we were already home. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Hey, when it, when my windshield whopper started hitting when I got on 65, I just started laughing. <laughs> And I was thinking, I'm just glad it could be. Wait a minute! All I need to do is turn up what I'm listening to a little bit. That rain's awful loud. Now here's what. Here's what I'm in my delay. I bet it's wet out there. That looks awful wet. I'm glad I have a garage to drive into. I would have been in the dilemma show. if the game would have if the game would have been close <laughs> and there was like a, a drive at the end for the win. <laughs> you right there. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adler. Adler. That's me. That's funny, you know, because there was no lightning, so they wouldn't have stopped mm. the game. But if, they, like, if it had been tight, what if it was a game-winning drive or something? You got to choose whether or not you're going to stand in that look, rain. Look, I've been in those situations, and and this <laughs> at tough. that at this point, you know, it was it, you know it was it was no doubt who was going to win. But I, I've been in that point where you're you know a parent and you're sitting there, and maybe you know your your kid. This is when they're going to actually get to play. You know, and you're like, oh, good, man. They're putting putting everybody in right now, and and then the rain hits. And you're oh, like, boy. so they're finally in. Yeah, and. uh I, I got to ride this out. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've got, yeah, I got to watch them play. Yeah. When your shoes get wet, that's oh, when it's raining. I, yeah. I got to know by the time you <laughs> finally made it home, you did you? By the time you finally made it home, had everything dried out, yes. or was still kind of yes. wet? Yeah, I was good. What about your I shoes? Did, did, did you? Did you have to wrong? take your clothes off and no, like I had a good thin pair of pants? I didn't and have throw jeans them, on. Throw them in the dryer type thing to get dry. Uh, no, I actually, by the time we got back, it was dry enough that I could deal with it. Can oh, I ask hey, you here comes Greg. I had a good yeah. material yeah. stuff on, like that dries. I, I want to go back to the shoes. Because if I shoes know, because if, if I know it's going to rain, I'll go so get. So they didn't dry out. I, I, you just went home with wet feet. I did. I'll go get. I'll go. I'll go get another <laughs> pair of shoes. I think this could. I'm in a potential rain situation. Not going to wear my good shoes. Yeah. Did right. you make that call? Or no, you? I was in my good shoes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I had to dress up for some my son's first game. That's right. Dress up. <laughs> I didn't know whether we could do the I chop or not. I, I remember I didn't know. <laughs> you know, we. No, we well, we got, he's saying you didn't wear what like what we wear to work. No, I did. I looked exactly like what I wear to work. Uh-oh. You look kind of nice. So, so the shoes because they don't just they dry. They got a little squishy. They don't just dry. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing them today. If that's you my point. That's, that's where I'm going. Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I am. They ought to be good by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of hope so, don't you? Yeah, I do. We'll come back. Your phone calls are next. Uh, a lot of topics on the table. Uh, and you can comment on any of them or bring up your own question or comment. All ten lines are available. It's our first chance to talk to you this week. And we look forward to chatting with you at 866-WE-BE-BIG. You're in full control of the program. You pick the topics right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
10 minutes to the top. Brick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIGS. Our number lines are available. Uh, the real Greg Bird is taking phone calls right now. And uh, we'll start uh, momentarily. A long distance, directory assistance. If you want to get in, lines are available. You can right now at 866-WE-BE-BIGS. Uh, Nick in Kentucky is going to get us started. Nick, you got 30 seconds. Uh, go right ahead, sir. Hi, right, what's going on, buddy? You? Buddy. Hey, man. Uh, I, 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 got, I disagree with you a little bit about you talking about conservation on bass. Um, with the, uh, whenever you're fishing in them MLF-style tournaments, they, uh, I mean, all they really need is a dink fest. You know, they, they catch one, one, one-pounder, one-pounder, one-pounder. You're just trying to get as many in the boat as you can. Whereas whenever you're fishing with the BASS and the FLW, you know, you're looking for five big fish, five big quality. No idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but when, it was in the <laughs> kickoff hour. I, I, I can tell you part of this, but Hams, go ahead, because this was addressed to you and something you said. So in the kickoff hour, we were talking about fishing. One of Speedy's uh, neighbors, really, won a big tournament this weekend. Congratulations. So we got to talking about the differences between the Bassmasters Elite Series and the Major League Fishing, and I made the comment that uh, I liked Major League Fishing's concepts better because it's a catch-and-release kind of deal from a conservation standpoint. You catch it, you have a boat official, weighs it, you put it back in, opposed to catching the five fish that this guy's talking about. And I hear him. That's fine for – I'm not really talking about the Bassmasters Elite Series from a standpoint, but every single weekend it seems like you have 60 boats, 80 boats, 120 boats on these lakes all across where we live, they're not sanctioned events or anything like that. They're just locals. And they're, it is, from a conservation, it, it has to hurt the fish. It has to. When you got 80 guys bringing in four and five fish a time every other weekend, and then you're putting them in a tube, half of them, I've been told by people that follow this stuff, 25% of those fish don't even survive. So, the, so I'm, I'm pardon my ignorance on this. So, you're saying the people who are fishing in those tournaments, all of them are back to the old way you do it, where you get five fish and bring them in. Correct. And I get they can't yeah. have a boat official on the boat with them. That's unrealistic. No, I, I get you. all that. But okay. when if week after week these lakes are being fished out, essentially is what's going on. Well, I know I've seen and, Long John Silver <laughs> out there uh, fishing and Captain D both. So you know they're loading them up. <laughs> <laughs> do you see my point though? And I'm not talking necessarily about the Bassmasters. They have all. They're putting chemicals in the water. They're taking everything to such a high precaution to save these fish and releasing them. But look, I, when you're at every other landing with sixty to eighty boats putting out over a hundred and fifty fish a day, that's not good. That's not good on the population. Period. And don't. There's conservation t- people telling me this. I'm not getting this from. Yeah, just yeah. my personal Rick, opinion. I, I don't. I don't have a, an opinion on this because I'm not educated on the topic. And, That's never and, stopped us before. And not being hmm. uh, just because I like one format doesn't mean I don't like the others. But I will say, Major League Fishing changed my viewership of fishing because it was fun and exciting. And I like the fact that they're going back and forth and they know what's going on. Yeah. I just, it, from a watching standpoint, yeah, that's how that we're is fun. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy the big weigh-ins and all that, but I really have enjoyed Major League Fishing. I, I will, at times, make an appointment to sit down and watch yeah. it. Anonymous in Alabama. Anonymous, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. I wanted to encourage y'all and the listeners 
to go look at a YouTube video that Dr. Carrie Madej has done, M-A-D-E-J. She's an internal medicine doctor out of Georgia. She talks about the, the coronavirus vaccine that's being developed, what they're doing to it, how it's different than any other vaccine we've ever seen, um, and ask some really um, important questions about it that we all need to consider before we just say, yeah, I'll take that vaccine. You're talking about the one that Modesta is making? Um, and it is completely new approach. You know, there's different ways to develop antibodies in a system. The way they're doing, Rick, and I saw some information on this, is completely new. And if it works, it's going to be wonderful, but there also could be some issues with how they're doing it. And, and it's really complicated to take more time to go into it, but... People need to educate themselves. I agree with you, Don, sure. 100%. Yeah. Uh, 866 We Be Big lines are available if you want to get in. TJ out of Anniston, Alabama. TJ, 30 seconds, go. Yeah, I was just wondering on YouTube, y'all are a day behind on the program. What do you mean, on the archives? The archives are a day behind? No, no, no. I'm talking about that. Y'all, y'all supposed to be live right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I got YouTube on and it's the kickoff hour. You're talking about just the same day, though, just the hours are behind? No, it's a, it's a day late. Like, a dollar you know, short. Is it, is it a dollar short? Uh, <laughs> I guess y'all are. <laughs> well, let's pull it up. We'll try to find Adler, out. Adler, you, you had anything about that? Uh, there's 3,458 people that would disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He may have clicked on an archive show. Yeah, TJ, you, 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 you have to uh, – You what I would do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, which doesn't cost anything, and then you get an alert, click here every time something live's happening. Mm-hmm. And that would probably you you've misfired and clicked the wrong thing. Yeah, refresh. Yeah, refresh. Mm-hmm. So there's no issue on our end. As a matter of fact, there's over three thousand people watching right now. <laughs> yeah. Steve three point four K. Yeah. <laughs> Steve in Illinois. Go right ahead, Steve. Hey guys, good morning. What's going on? We're fantastic. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, I just wanted to thank Speedy for saving me for being red meat on the program last week. I called in. Greg answered, let me right on through. I got dropped with the will of meat. I called back and got through and thought I had a pretty sharp point. And uh, thankfully, Speedy said, well, the guys talked about that yesterday, so I will let you through. But uh, I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, I'll, uh, thanks. Keep me from getting chewed up. And, Rick, just to, to, to the previous caller, we are live. I waved. I saw myself. So you, you clicked on the wrong <laughs> thing. You saw right? yourself. Yeah. I just hey, want to be sure. I just want to be sure. Come on, TJ. Let's go, man. And on, who man. are those five or six people that every day give it thumbs down? I know. Who, I say, why are you torturing yourself? He said it was that way all last week, too, by the way. Did he really? He said it was that way all last week. Hey, TJ, guy. you're doing something wrong. We can't hear me, though. Well, TJ's on top of it. Well, listen, I know, he, can't, he can't hear us. Well, I know maybe, you uh, made it a little funny about us being a dollar short, but I think uh, you're going to have to relook at that. Rick, he's going to hear you tomorrow. That's yeah, okay. yeah. Tomorrow right, so, when you hear this. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so if it's Tuesday, because we're live now, if it's Tuesday and you hear this, yeah. hit refresh. TJ, yesterday yeah. you were wrong. Yeah, we thank you for watching, yeah. but uh, you're on the wrong button. TJ, go go, go find a 14-year-old. They can fix it right up for you. That's <laughs> what I, I do. That's I what know. I do. Uh, John in Ozark. John, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, we had a multiple murder cover up here in the Wiregrass. A week ago, 2 a.m. tomorrow, mm. there were some murders in Troy at the Cattlemen's Association building out in the parking lot. It was a red screen news flash at 7 a.m. that morning. It has not been on the radio ever since. And nobody knows nothing. 
Ricky Stokes had it posted and took it down Tuesday morning. Well, wait a minute. If Ricky Stokes had it, what happened? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you, you know. What happened? Uh, I don't know what people do, but it's definitely being covered up by someone. Well, usually Ricky Stokes is all over it. Rick. So we, I don't even know who Ricky dead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know who Ricky Stokes is. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was really concerned, but when he said Ricky Stokes, I, I started laughing. Because that's what we'd say in Chihuahua 1. Well, hey, Ricky Stokes in. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about, and it sounds like a horrible situation, but I, we're not aware of it. Thank you, buddy. Sorry. Todd in Birmingham. Yeah, Todd. Hmm? Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. Listen, uh, hey, I was up at the uh, Gridiron Men's Conference, and Huntsville did do an outstanding job getting in, getting out. All that was uh, easy. And, uh, uh, Rick, once again, look, look I used to be a head uh, football coach, and I took some uh, couple of boys for, for the F- FCA conference you did in Gadsden, and uh, I got to hear you speak again this Saturday, and I really appreciate uh, what you said. Cultural Christianity is a, is a big problem. Yeah, look, I'm a recovering cultural Christian, so I'm, I'm speaking about myself. When I get up and talk about cultural Christianity, which uh, may be one of the biggest unreached people group in our, in our country, especially in the South, I'm talking about myself. It'd be like you hearing from a former drug addict talking about being addicted to drugs. I've been there. I know it. I was in that delusion of cultural Christianity. And if somebody had not been brave enough to address it and say, can you really look at your life and see the proof of, of redemption, the way you live your life? So Jesus just has no power to change people at all? You still live in deliberate, perpetual sin? Well, I don't say much about Jesus. Uh, and, I, and I went and I dealt with that. And, of course, I didn't know much about the Bible at the time, so it's easy to not be convicted if you don't know what the Scriptures actually say about what it looks like to be redeemed. And I was thankful for that. It saved my life. It really did. And, uh, and that process is continuing on the sanctification process. But um, I think it's something that sometimes we allow to go on um, and I and, and we need to understand that uh, just like I was, these people are just as lost as anyone who who never makes a declaration of any kind. And the way you find out whether you're a cultural Christian or not is you go to Scripture and look at your life and apply it. And we're not talking about stumbles. That's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about lifestyle and perpetual deliberate sin. The Bible says that shouldn't exist in the life of the redeemed. Top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. If you leave us, have a big day. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and when I listen to Rick and Bubba, I cry. But I I cry all the time anyway. Here we go, six minutes past the hour. Don't be telling yourself, Glenn. 866-WE-BE-BIG-AS-THE-NUMBER. Speedy, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler. All here, Team Rick and Bubba, moving forward, and we're thankful you're part of it and look forward to talking to you this hour. Welcome back for a brand-new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hello, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you. Honored and privileged, and uh, we certainly thank you for letting us do this for almost, Speedy, 27 years. Kamala Harris update we watched abc over the weekend try to be sure that they could answer and coddle the new ticket between biden and kamala and we have an update <laughs> we'll all sing together come on come on come on come on come on come on kamala 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 right here come on kamala harris update today Oh, sing the name. 
So, I'll tell you, one of my favorite things we do on the show that not not a lot of people do, honestly, is make up lyrics as we go. Oh, yeah. And you're doing yours, and I'm doing mine, and every now and then we realize that one of us has got a good line, and we'll just shift. join the other yeah, line. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've noticed shift that. It right over you don't stuff. see that in a lot of shows nowadays. It's be, not considered professional, but I enjoy it. Be careful. When I know Hams loves it. Yeah, be careful when referring to Senator Kamala Harris. Uh, we have a radio broadcaster who's been fired. Uh, undoubtedly, now, and I, I don't careful. Can I even say? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a slur? <sighs> I don't. Know you remember? If you I can. went. Remember, I went through this <laughs> in South Africa. How the whole world doesn't get on the same page about mm. things that some places it's offensive, some places it's not. Now, if I'm if I'm if I'm right here, and and help us if you can, you can say that we need more people of color. Can you say that? That that is according to this story. That is the correct thing to say. Okay, but but you, you can't you have say the NAACP, right? Which would refer to yes. her the way the the announcer did, and he got fired for it. Mm-hmm. The announcer's been fired because he recognized her historical moment of being the vice presidential nominee. Said that she was the first female, and then he used that word in the wrong sequence, and now he's been fired. Correct. Okay. You know, and Greg, we we'd had this discussion off air earlier, and I think Greg was uh, was pointing on on this. Uh, while it may not have been the way to say it, I don't know if he said it intentionally. I don't know if he got uh, you know tangled up and said it out of order or w- whatever the the case may be. I really don't think uh, that that it's worthy of firing. I mean, maybe he gets in trouble. Maybe he has to sit down have a. T- Time I would just or, correct him or what out, I mean, but uh, yeah, I, I just feel like th- this whole cancel thing is just a little bit out of control right now. Fine with you guys. I didn't hear his tone or how he yeah. said it or anything, and, and maybe that's the problem. But if he just simply got you know adjectives out of order, uh, and he said, "Hey, I just meant that she was the first female vice presidential nominee of color." That's what I meant because she is Indian and she is Jamaican and. And and you know and she's like a lot of the rest of us. She's a whole bunch right. of things. And yeah. I may be wrong if I read this correctly. It was it wasn't like they were commenting and he said, "Hey, you know, she's." The first. I, it was almost like when, coming up in the news. And it was like the announcement. I think it was even so. That shows you he 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 just went off the cuff and was being. No, I think he just he didn't realize he was saying anything wrong. And if you want to correct him, that's fine. But I don't understand y'all because we don't take time to look at what anybody's intent is. He's, well, no, I, I'm concerned. Don't. I mean, with the possible exception of of one or two words that you know you can't say. Yeah, I'm just against a word getting you fired. I just think that's a little severe. You, you know? need to go with intent. Yeah, do, do whatever, make corrections. I, I just don't think taking away someone's ability to pay their bills over one word that was said. Is, and and like I said, like, back to this. It just seems like, I mean, it, obviously intent and content plays a big role in, in what I'm saying, but that just seems a little much. Who, who wants to walk around in a world that has a First Amendment right, by the way, knowing one word? can end the way you make a living. Yeah, well, he said he apologized. He said, I never meant this to be malicious at all. I was simply stating, I didn't mean, I didn't I know this. you're way. right. He, he was he trying said, to do people I, of color, and it came out that way probably. But I'm like y'all, though, it's kind of hard to fire someone over that when you look at the NAACP and it's still in their yeah, title. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I don't know how you can just play it both ways, how, you know, somebody can say something, it's it's – 
can get you fired. Somebody else cannot. Somebody else can sing a song. Somebody else sings a song. It's bad. <laughs> this is in your organization. If I say it, it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and the fact now, it's not just in trouble. You lose. I mean, you can be, like I say, have your income taken away. You can go bankrupt, lose your family. It's just the whole cancel culture thing is. I, I want to. There's only one thing I want to cancel. That's cancel culture. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. so tired of that. I it, wonder what you know Ricky what? Stokes thinks about it. Yeah, well, I got a little background. Look, that that, that was one of the reasons the '80s. <laughs> the '80s were so good. We didn't have political correctness. We had we had nothing like the cancel culture. But wouldn't you love nothing. to see somebody in management or whatever position, owner of the company or whatever, to stand up and go, "Hey, look, the guy." May have used the wrong word that's politically incorrect now, but his intention wasn't that. We've corrected him that that's you know, and we're going to move on from. He that. was trying. I'd love to see somebody actually defend somebody and go. They didn't mean anything. But you by can't that. because they don't want to be the next one canceled. Well, somebody's going to have to but, do something. Yeah, I agree. Trust me. Well, you go back to that again. He he sounds like he's saying I was trying to recognize a historic moment in American history. And I'm sorry that I got the word in the wrong lineup. Uh, the word right. itself has not been banned. You can only use it in a certain way, and some of this is getting ridiculous. And, and let me ask and you And there's this. people out there that need to be dealt with who yeah, are malicious. Yeah, right? absolutely. But, but when somebody's absolutely. not being malicious and they just make a mistake or, or maybe they were uninformed, to all of your points, correct it, and he can even go on there and say, I want to correct that and let us move on. Right. You know, Tim, if our eventual goal is harmony with everybody, some of these things don't move us toward harmony uh, they only are going to make people more resentful because yep. if you're this guy and you're 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 put out of a job, you can't get a job, you lose your house. Who knows what your family situation will be? Those kids, do you think they're going to find harmony in race relations, or will they find resentment in it? They'll be resentment. That's a good point. You're going to you're going to you're going to set back yep. race relations forty years with this. That that's not the way that we want to live in harmony, but. And some people can't fathom this and don't can't understand this, but there's a lot of people don't want harmony. They say they do, but That's they right. don't mm-hmm. because strife and as I like to say, H and D, hate and discontent, is big business. Yes, it is. Yeah, it they is. are capitalist, even though they're singing another song. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. So Kamala Harris undoubtedly got duped back in January. Uh, by a group that does all kinds of prank stuff. And, look, we're huge fans of prank calls. We're, we hate the FCC. has made them impossible to do anymore. <laughs> well, you got to be in Russia to make a good one but, now, apparently. But, but Kamala Harris was duped by a fake <laughs> Greta Thunberg impersonator. And and someone oh, posing good. as, as Greta's dad then. as well. Oh, okay. wow. Uh, all... Now, of course, they, they've they've bannered back and forth for about a minute, oh, and then and then now they're about to get into it a little bit more. And Greta's going to talk about how she feels, and then Greta's dad offers up something. Take a look. Highlights the need that we have this is to Kamala be talking here, and that there are forces working against our 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 movement, and we have to fight for these things. And so this is that moment, and you have been a great warrior in this cause. Also terrified of what Trump is doing. I even can't sleep or eat when I see him on TV. That terrible meeting in the UN building in September, I had nightmares. I saw him in the corridor. Uh, I I shouted to him to sign the Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, He came over. um, He said softly to me, 
you will never achieve the goal. So, no, but um, Greta, do not he was, be he deterred. Continued, he continued. Do not be he deterred. Continued. You have the ability to see what is possible <laughs> in a way that many do not. And there what? will be people who are going to work um, against progress. That is always the case. Always in history, there have been people who work against progress. Listen, nothing that has been achieved in this world that has been about progress. All right, her dad's about without to jump a fight. In this is the nature of it. But it's uh, it's very sick to behave like that. I mean, uh, the President Trump. Yes, it's so. It it is, and it is similar to previous times in history, when people, some people could not imagine how things can be different, and then leaders did imagine and could see it and led. And so you have been a great leader. Do not be deterred. Uh, so Greta has a uh, recorder always with her. And when it happened... It's in my so, pocket. Oh, yes. What? And it, it's, it was in uh, Greta's recorder now. And uh, so if you would like to get it, we can provide it. Maybe this recorder can help you. In my side, Thank uh, you. I can, Thank I you. can uh, Thank testify against this terrible man. Yeah, definitely. And so she says she has recordings of Trump whispering to her that it won't happen. Y'all, that, that's not even a good Greta impersonation. Really I thought it was going to be good, and we went, ooh, yeah, she sounds like her. Didn't that girl try. That girl sounds way older than Greta. Yeah, she didn't even try to do a good one. That, so, that's, that's terrible. So she tells them that we'll give you the recordings of it, and they're like, that would be helpful. Yeah. So Kamala Harris. So wait a minute, is that Russians? Is that, wait a minute, is that Kamala agreeing to let Russians help with the campaign? Uh-oh. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So we're back 22 minutes past the hour. Well, uh, some more updates uh, today. Those of you that are wondering if Jerry Falwell Jr. will return uh, to the wow. be president of Liberty University, I think today's story, probably an indicator, probably not, uh, because it looks like now that there's been almost like he's uh, kind of purging and saying, hey, here, um, here's some things that, that went on and uh, to Clean me, and house, yeah, to me, which I think is good, you know, to, he, you know, hopefully he can get his life together spiritually. Ultimately, that's the ultimate. It doesn't matter whether he's president at Liberty University again. He just needs to get right, as we all do, uh, with our Creator. And um, so uh, it looks like now there's a, he's admitted something that's been kind of you know this this rumor's been out there for a while, and it looks like that he confirmed it today. Uh, or did over the weekend, former Liberty University president. Look at that word, former. I think that's important, too. You know, some people were thinking they were just going to ice him for a while and bring him back. I, I don't think that's going to happen now. I would, uh, he, he reveals that his wife had an affair with their pool boy, who, claim he, who he claims is now trying to blackmail them after they invested in his uh, uh, alternate lifestyle, or they're calling it here, gay-friendly uh, hostel, and took him on vacation. So, uh, so they they what, call him the poo boy. Yeah. What 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 is this weirdness that something was going on between this this uh, young uh, man? I use that word loosely, uh, and his wife, and then he started being like part of their family, and they go on vacations with them and stuff. Or was this happening? That's a weird thing. It's a very strange story. I think that maybe they met him and uh, brought him into the family, 
uh, you know, was a closer late. And then he had the affair. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Maybe is what happened. Well, who right? who and, just invites uh, the like a movie. to be part of the family? Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, and and Rick, weird. it went on. If you read uh, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s total story on this, it's even got a lot more detail than the headlines about how all this went down and, and yeah. everything. It's uh, it's a very, very bizarre story. It is. I'm seeing this now. He was saying he was spending too much time at the university after his dad passed away and that uh, his wife uh, found comfort with this person, I guess, that was in there. He said, we forgave each other. There were indiscretions that may have been more obvious and apparent. I realized that there was were smaller things I needed to do better, too. Uh, I shouldn't have been afraid to admit you know, these things and reach out for assistance from mental health professionals who could have alleviated this pain and stress. He told me after he found out about the affair. So he lost 80 pounds. Uh, said he's been living uh, like a, a life of a, like a roller coaster, and he's glad to just finally get it out there. But he he's claiming they're being blackmailed, so he just can go ahead and come out with it anyway. Uh, but then one of y'all said the, that the kids – Yeah, the, uh, the poo boy uh, is denying, denying all of it. Oh. So. So I, you talking about Pooh Boy? Yeah, I'm just yeah. known as Pooh Boy in this story. And then there's this, I don't understand that one phrase that's being used to describe this person. What, what is that all about? What, what, do you, what do you mean? The part, what, what is We're, gay-friendly hostile? What, what does uh, that mean? I, I don't, that's, a, that's like it, a, a business. A hostels, are, aren't they like hotels? They are. Yeah. Yeah. He, he and some of his family, maybe it was a son or something, um, had, gone in, had gone hostel. in to gather... To, uh, to to do this business, and, uh, and Jerry Jr. was helping to finance it or donating to it or right. something. Anyway, so they they tried to – they decided at some point that they wanted to break relations with this guy. I see. And he said the more they tried to separate, the more hostile he got. Mm-hmm. And he had threatened to out him then at that point about the affair and all this stuff, and then I think they – tolerated it for a while and then jerry jr's finally said well we're just done with it we're just gonna come clean we're gonna clean all this out and uh it's out there and it's not hanging over me anymore well hopefully that can be some restoration and and i think now this also makes it easier on a board that unfortunately throughout time that jerry jr has been the president at times i'm just saying it was it looked this way maybe it wasn't the case but you know like we've also also told scripturally let's not have the look of of something that doesn't look good uh, and that is, it seemed like this board were uh, maybe too much yes people as opposed to hold him accountable people. And uh, now this makes their life easier, too, to say, look, you, we all know he, he's admitted, look, he's had all kinds of problems. He's got a lot to work out in his life. Hope he does. But uh, we don't need to have him president here anymore. And hopefully that will be the end of all that. I don't know, you know, what he's thinking. If they, I mean, that's normally what people would think, Rick. I give you that. But, you know, nowadays you never know what people no, are thinking. No, you're, you're 100% uh, right on that. And, and, and whatever. So it's, it's just a sad story. Um, he said that they that him and his wife had forgiven each other. Um, and if you as you read the story, he says, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I've lusted. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, he said I was guilty, obviously, of not being there for my wife. Mm-hmm. So. He, uh, he he said, you know, I have a part in this, too, which I thought was uh, yeah, outstanding on his yeah, part well, to admit well, that. Well, how about this? Uh, if you, you look at Scripture, the state of our wife's spiritual life and behavior, we're held accountable for it. Um, it, it it's clear. And, and you know? something we've talked about a lot on the show, we've dealt with it at different times. We've had some fun with it when we had Pastor Appreciation Day, but – 
you know, ministry work uh, it can take away from the family, and sometimes families pay huge prices for it. So you, it's a balancing act, and it's a tough one. Yeah, uh, and, and for it doesn't pe- matter if you're building an Internet company or trying to spread the gospel, it can get, you know, you can get stretched. No question. No yeah. question. I, I didn't know the background on it. And, and one of the things, and this, you're, with the points you're making still 100% valid, that, that dad had a call to ministry that son probably didn't have. Still, we're all held. If you claim to be yeah, a follower, or maybe maybe yeah. different. Yeah, you know? or if you have, yeah. if you're a follower of Christ, then right. you're in ministry wherever you are. Right, and that was the claims that that Junior made as well. But that he really had been a business mogul who was called in to help Liberty when Dad died and helped Liberty financially and to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've it. they've made some huge strides yeah. under his leadership. Uh, I don't I don't think this is a a story of failure of leadership of his. From his standpoint, just uh, well, again, spir- showing, spiritually it is showing yeah. the human side of how yeah. things can get out of hand. Yeah. yeah, but they were saying this is surprising, but it would be more surprising if this was dad with these problems as opposed to son with these problems. Yeah, yeah, dad, dad, as it's often been quoted, dad got in trouble too, but for the right reasons. <laughs> we'll be back. More of your phone calls coming up uh, right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour. Here we go. Cook's Pest Control and Centricon teaming up with the Rick and Bubba show. There's no better termite protection. I mean, that build, builds a fortress around the property. You, you, you got to keep them out, Bubba. You can't let them in. Nope. And, keep them out. And uh, Cook's Pest Control can do a great job. But they do they any kind of pest control, boy, this time of year. Wow, the bugs, wow, the pest. And they. this is a great time to be on the Cook's Pest Control team. And if you'd like to put them on your team, uh, there's no obligation. They'll even come out and do a free evaluation of your home or property and say, here's the problems we see, here's what we need to do, and then you decide if you want to use them or not. But we love them, and we think you will too. And uh, they'll do a fantastic job for you just like they do for us. Then you can sing with us, looky, looky, looky. Here, Here comes, comes Cookie, Cook's Pest Control. Bubba, quick coronavirus update. One other breaking update too. I got to tell you this because it's funny. James Spann is now tangling with CBS. Are you serious? <laughs> he put a tweet out. Uh, CBS has a story out this morning. Back to back major storms barrel toward Gulf oh, Coast. Here we go. James simply tweeted, "Marco is not a major storm." <laughs> no, no, are they? Are they mad at him? <laughs> oh, just it's just wait. Yeah, it, it, it ain't over. Well, yet. he's right. It's not a major storm. Right. He told you, it's dissipating for the most part. Remember, he said he was trying to be nice by saying it had fifty mile an hour wind. To quote James in a previous tweet, "Marco is a weakening tropical storm." Right, but so, if you've ever been in a tropical storm, they're kind of scary. Well, sure they are, but I mean, they're but trying. They're going to do the. They're damage, doing right? what we knew they right. would do. Hop, hop, yeah, hop. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to make sure oh, the double storm. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. All right. So uh, all right, go ahead. They're saying Joe Biden has not been tested for coronavirus. I thought ever. I thought everybody everywhere had been tested. Everybody, at the everybody, 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 everybody. Well, everybody's been in that test for COVID. Uh, but they're <laughs> saying <laughs> they're saying that he has not been tested. His a. Uh, Deputy campaign manager says has not been. Should, I, I should bet, we get Joe tested? I bet he's not been tested for anything else either. 
The, uh, he the, claims he's up for two terms. Y'all say that? Oh, yeah, right, he can oh, absolutely gosh. do Come two on. terms. Hey, look, of course you say that. You know, and you know what I'd say. What to are you going to say? I'm yeah, falling yeah. apart. Rick, do you please think, vote for me next Rick, week. Rick, do you think you know who you are and still be alive in eight years? <laughs> yeah, sure I will. What else am I going to say? No, I don't think so. No, I may not make it four. NFL has 77 apparently false positive COVID 19 tests. Oh, we told I saw you this that. was going to happen. Rick, we even talked about that. The the tests are not reliable right now, and no, they're not. a lot of these people who are quote unquote asymptomatic simply got a false positive. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it, and they're getting positive. But with this one, Rick, this is 77 players 70, in the NFL seven. were taken out of lineups, drills, and all that. They have since been – because some of them have gone, this is ridiculous. I feel nothing. I am fine. And they got to looking into it and be and retested. Guess what? After they were rescreened and retested of the 77, guess how many were positive? Zero. 77 mistakes. Errors, and people could like you could end up losing, like we said, your 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 your, your key, starting position, your, your starting your and, livelihood. And yeah. so now, when someone says, "Well, we got this one tested positive," we go, "Well, maybe we don't know." So the tests are unreliable, and they're unreliable everywhere, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, because I bet the NFL has a pretty good test. Uh, again, you, yeah, and they wh- test them every day. They tell us to follow the science, but you know, you got, it's like computer programming: junk mm-hmm. in, junk out. Mm-hmm. We got to have good tests. That's where it all starts. And mm-hmm. we rushed them all in. I know we didn't have any, and the media was crying, and Trump's mm-hmm. not doing anything. Everybody rushed, 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 and they're they're a half a test. That's the bottom line. They, they are. are. That's mm-hmm. a, uh, that is the science, folks. It is. To Brett and Huntsville. <laughs> Brett, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, um, one of the things that I think that we can learn from this Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, story, especially as, as men uh, and, and men who travel, um, we need to have accountability somewhere with somebody that we know that when we have those problems, it's not going to go any further than there. We're not going to be judged, and they'll love us back uh, to the point where we need to be. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, and, and maybe stay home wives too. Yeah, right. Yeah, men, men, all people, all people need accountability, not not just men, yeah. but. But I actually, I'm not near as far as normally when I go on the road now. It's very rare show wise or or you know um, uh, going out and doing men's ministry wise or speaking somewhere. It's very rare now that I'm over stay overnight. Very rare. But in the early days, uh, it, it it wasn't as rare because didn't have access to the you know the travel and 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 things like that. And um, as far as an airplane or anything like that, so I used to have to stay overnight a lot. And I had guys inside my accountability group from our small group at church, and they would call me literally and say, all right, so have you called the front desk and be sure that the porn channels are turned off? <laughs> and I would say, well, I'm not going to watch porn. They said, well, you won't if they turn it off. <laughs> and, uh, and then they would say things. Have you got your Bible with you? Yes. Is, uh, uh, do you have it open? Have you called your wife yet? And they would ask me the very hard questions. And you're right. You need that kind of accountability. Uh, in, Almost in to life. a brow beating. You know, yeah, just, yeah you, you do. And you need to have those guys that when you face them, you know what they're going to ask you, and they're going to ask you difficult questions. And, uh, and if you don't answer them honestly, uh, they, they know it. When you have that kind of – look, it's, we're human beings. As long as we're in this fallen state, you got to have accountability. Well, you got to answer to somebody. Rick, here's the thing. When we too. all answer to God. We, we always talk about peer pressure. Mm-hmm. and how it can push you to do bad things. Mm-hmm. But 
peer pressure can also push you to be accountable too, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it is. I mean, it is a form of peer pressure, but it's uh, it's like in here. You don't, man. You don't want to no. come. You don't want to come. No. How much do we all live in fear of being patient zero? Because you'll never hear the end of it. Yeah, yeah and it's going. <laughs> and I, I know mean, that's not a decision you make, yeah. but you. But just to make the point of, oh no, yeah, oh no, I don't want to let the team down. I'll never. I'll be. I'll be a greasy spot in the road. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, or you know, or go out there and do something stupid in your life. Yeah. That, that compromises this whole well, thing. That's the thing. You just letting yeah. the team. You got to hold. You got to hold each other accountable. I have people who text me during the show. Hey, hey, y'all sounding like Howard Stern right now. You want to get this ship headed right in the right direction? You know, if we get off on the wrong deal. I mean, you got to have that kind of stuff. Uh, Clayton in Mississippi. Clayton, go ahead, because we do make mistakes. Uh, yes, sir. How y'all doing, Biggin? We're good, great. Good. Uh, I heard you a minute ago saying um, it was the husband's responsibility to uh, lead his wife uh, to God. Um, well, it's husband's responsibility uh, to be in charge of the spiritual health of the home and scripturally to yes, be the spiritual leader to his wife. Yes. To his wife. Okay. Uh, my wife grew up. She, she wasn't, um, she never went to church. Her mother never took, took her to church. Uh, I grew up in church and, um, I thought it was my responsibility to lead her to God. And we were going for a while doing good. And then we kind of backslid and fell off when we stopped going. And, um, we split up, and we've been split up since February, and um, I still feel like I have a responsibility to, to try to get her to um, accept Jesus in her heart. She uh, she flat out told me that she doesn't believe that every time she yeah. tries to, can to I believe you, that, that stuff, sir. I don't mean to interrupt. Can I ask you a difficult question? And it's going to be difficult. And, and yes, we, look, look, and I'm a guy that did not did marriage wrong and and blasphemed what God deems holy, and through my redemption and learning and the process and still being sanctified. So this is not coming from a self righteous place. But if you were a a person who was redeemed and you were a Christian, why did you marry a woman that wasn't? She. The classic. He had a very good heart. I mean, that is a good question. Well, the the, the, scripture tells us. The Bible warned you. Yeah, scripture scripture says not not to do that. Well, she she didn't flat out come out and say, hey, I don't believe. But it's obvious. Give it a try. Yeah, well, it's obvious, and you've admitted to it. And I'm not trying to browbeat you. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, just just being accountable. Just like in my life, the problems I have in my life, if I had done things the way God said to do these things, even in marriage, I wouldn't have some of the obstacles that I have. So we, but you know, it's just, I was just trying to say once again the way God said to do it was probably right. Well, because and, yeah. not just to be dictatorial, but it it would create less headaches right. for you. You wouldn't have to be calling the show today. So so yeah. So now you're in a situation where you know she did not respond to the spiritual leadership because she wasn't a believer to begin with, and now you guys are separated. And I think the only thing you can do if you look at Scripture, and this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, and he said, "Those of you that have spouses." That are not believers, which mean, which good news. It means it yeah. happened then too, right? <laughs> okay, you, you, you got so, a lot of company right. there, yeah. And and so what he said was, if if they choose to leave you, then you let them go. But if but if they don't, you live out the faith in front of them and let them see in your life the the redemption that you find that you have in Christ, and that may be used to bring them to Christ. You're not going to argue her to Christ. 
She's also, you admitted, debater to Christ. And she also did what happened to Solomon, happened to David, Mm -hmm. has happened to most every man. Instead of you being the right influence on her, she was a negative influence on you spiritually. You said yourself, y'all got out of of the church, you backslid. It was my fault. Right. It was my fault. So now you don't have any credibility. So so now yes, so now what you're going to have to do is live live a, a life of credibility, and then when she sees that, then you, you you're going to have an opportunity. Just just like with me, one of the things that I had to struggle with the longest, and I'm still struggling with it, is when when am I going to get to the point where people look at my faith and I have integrity? And in the beginning, I didn't have any integrity because all people could remember is who I used to be. And so, and you know what God said? Well, I mean, do you blame them? And I have to say, no, Lord, I don't. So so as time goes along, as I've matured spiritually. I hope in Christ that now I maybe have more integrity and credibility as a man of God as I once had, and hopefully five years from now, if the Lord tarries and I'm still alive, I'll have more credibility then, even more so than now, if I'm continued to be sanctified. And that's that process has is, is been going on for a while now, and I'm, it's not going to stop. So you're going to have to get your life right first, and you're going to have to live out a life of integrity and credibility before you're going to have any impact on her. And, Clayton, here's the thing. You, like all of us, and especially in American culture, we want to fix now. Mm-hmm. God, fix this. How do I fix this? Maybe it's not going to be that quick. But as Rick said, the answer to helping her out is you correcting you. That's right. And then you got to let the chips fall where they may. Yep. So, uh, and so, it won't happen quick most of the time. Yep. So it's a tough situation, but it, it's not unredeemable. That's right. We'll be back. Uh, we also, but you do see why maybe God said that to begin with. He was trying to what? Save you a headache, yeah. not give you a bunch of rules and make you go by. Yeah. If you've ever had children, and that, you, that's, that's with so much. Of this stuff. You understand God more. He's looking out for your own good. We'll be Rick back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Back eight minutes to the top. Evil dictator updates. More stories about Kim Jong. So we have got no shame, but Bubba, uh, South Korea. But they're claiming once again that Kim Jong Un, uh, the North Korean dictator. Like that one right there. It's in a coma. And his sister is set to take control. Now, haven't we been here before? Yeah, this was rumor earlier that he came back. Right. And now they're saying... Now, this is coming from South Korea, right? Yeah, South Korea. They they said he had a heart procedure. It went bad. Yeah, you know, they had in, him dead earlier in the And year. he's in a coma and yeah. has been for quite some time, and I don't think he's going to recover. So sister may have to take over. But, but they, they said... Uh, that he's in a coma, as you said, but the, but still alive. Uh, and it says a complete secession structure has not been formed. And, <laughs> well, if you're an absolute dictator, why would you? At what point <laughs> do the people over there get sick of it and just take over? <laughs> so, uh, 
So, um, you know, I, I you know I would no say, Greg, if I was the North life. Korean people, now you got you got to figure out where the military is. That's that's the biggie. That's the key. If you, since you don't have but, guns, you know, when they take away all your guns, it, yeah. the military has to agree with you. Yeah. Because if they don't, you got no chance. So it, it yeah, may, you, without guns, you're a trailer. Yeah. You're going wherever they tell you to go. That's wherever true. they hit you to, you're going. So what you you hope? They say the sister may be meaner than she he looks. Is, man. Oh, okay. Look at her. Well, guys, let's look at history. Yeah, that's a good point. Guys, I just did this. You like what you bloody, had? Bloody, no. bloody Mary. No, no. Listen to this. Listen to this point. <laughs> that, that ain't a drink. That was named after a queen. But yeah. but listen to this point, and it is absolutely biblical. Uh, we're we're putting together the curriculum for next year right now for themanchurch.com. We're recording it now, and it's going to be about you know eight men of the Bible, and that was it's just going to be called Real Men. The first one is the pursuit of Christ-centered masculinity, and we and I was going through the thing, and we talked about it before, but going back and reading it again. So Elijah is going to be included in that, a five-week study on Elijah. Guys, Elijah stood there as the only person representing the one and only living God against 450 prophets of Baal. Slayed them. He, he, he slaughtered them and then found out that Jezebel was mad at him and ran for his life and told God he was ready to be done. <laughs> all, it t- all it took was one crazy woman. To be mad at him, four hundred men. He wasn't worried about fill the valley with blood. Yeah. By the way, and and he hears that Jezebel says, "By the way, you'll hit in the cave. You'll pay for the." He, then goes to him and says, "I'm done. Can I can I retire? <laughs> I'm out." Yes. I mean, so I mean, you get the if, if you get a. Crazy, and she doesn't look happy, you know. No, no. She's always got a frown on her face. And, uh, I mean, if you're in charge, oh look at that man! If you're the leader of of a country, you've got everything at your disposal. Why are you so? Why so sad? Look, and we don't know. We don't know. He's got that John what, Kerry look. No, we don't know whether this is true or not. This is uh, this is just, that's what they're saying. This is what South Korea is saying. That's what somebody's saying. Uh, let's go to Wes in Spanish Fort. Wes, <laughs> go ahead. Your own buddy. Talk about changing the subject. Uh, I'm going back to y'all's football. Yeah. Uh, the football game commentary? Yes. Um, I thought everybody knew this, but to dry your shoes, put them down in front of the refrigerator with the on the oh, side, yeah. with the open side yeah. toward the vent. That'll work. They'll be drying today. Greg yes. will warm them today. Won't even yeah, take that's, a day. You're talking about the warm exhaust Standard. coming off the refrigerator. Yeah. Never heard of that. Uh, yeah, that'll yeah. work. We used to do that, that, too, but I, I tell you, I've got boot dryers everywhere now. That's the best. That's one of the best inventions yeah. I've ever Invent, I mean, it's not much. They're twenty bucks, and yeah. I dry my shoes on. You remember my feet used to stink, Rick? It was a combination yes. of, <laughs> of butt and, uh, oh, and Cheetos and Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and now I don't have any problem with it just because I dry my shoes out. Go but, back, somebody write down. I mean, it, you, it kill not, somebody. You Speedy's know I mean? not in here. Don't have time for it today. Uh, Make no a problem no- now. You smell my shoes like it's a ventilator. Get them off. Let's smell them. Make a note tomorrow. Rick, let me ask you something about something you heard in one of the messages at Gridiron that you forgot great, to tell us. Great. And I'll talk about it on tomorrow's shoot. It's fine. My <laughs> goodness. I think he just inhaled his shoes. It's fine. Either it's that or he's got fine. COVID. And Pass it around. <laughs> that may be it. I think, he, I think he's good. got COVID. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that one of the most – one of the you know, I love a good demonstration. Can, we got time. We need to go to these. Well, I mean, we're running out of time. Yeah, we are. But how about tomorrow's when, show? Remind me about Dead Down Wind and Mark Whitlock. That was the most I remember impressive. That. No, I remember that. Demonstra- you know, I remember how that. demonstrate that no, was. I remember that. To this day, that, that make was a, note, a game changer. Make a note of that. And make Put a note down, of uh, something I heard and I forgot to tell y'all. And I can't wait to see if y'all knew it or not. And I'm going to let everybody smell my shoe tomorrow. Jane and Clanton. Jane, go ahead. <laughs> COVID test. Hey, Rick, you had talked earlier about someone pointing out that you were uh, not living faithfully as a Christian. Yes. And I guess my. Not even close. Is, yeah. Well, but but you were still saved. Ah, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I would have a hard time supporting that scripturally. Yeah. 
So in order to go to heaven, then you have to no. obey no, 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 the no. gospel. No, 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 no. If you have, if you have been redeemed, you, you, you. Uh, the result of that all throughout Scripture, it, and we're not talking about perfection because we still have, um, you know, the flesh. But the Bible is really, really clear. Matthew seven: A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. Uh, many will say to me, but only those that do the will of my Father. The rest of them, I don't know them. Uh, you see, First John chapter two, verses four through six. Anyone that says they're with him but they don't obey him is a liar. Uh, John fourteen: yeah, If you love me, you you obey my commands. Uh, right. So I, I'm just saying that I, if if you looked at my life for 13 years of deliberate perpetual sin, uh, there was no. It doesn't say much about Jesus. If, if the Holy Spirit was in that life. Uh, then the Holy Spirit must not be very, very powerful, uh, and we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about perfection. We're not talking about never making a mistake and stumbling, but perpetual deliberate sin. Read First John chapter three today. First John chapter three. I think you're talking about willfully sinning. Yes. Like what's in ten? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Willfully sin. Well, then what's the line? Where Where do you know that you are saved if you don't have to obey? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Where is that line? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, can you really look at your life and not tell whether you're saved or not? Uh, I mean, if you can't, then you probably have a problem. Uh, top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.